recorded live. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Sunday night Citizens Against Harmful Technology conference call. I'm Neil Chevrier, your moderator. There is obviously many, many people in the millions in America and all over the world that are being targeted. Uh, Citizens Against Harmful Technology's purpose is to expose the technology and to be an uplifting support system for everybody that's under this duress. Um, if you've never used TalkShoe before, you can go to TalkShoe.com and put in this call ID number, 134-999, and you'll find uh, you can get a username and a password, and you can go into the chat room, and you can listen on your computer speakers. Uh, if you want to talk, you can still call in, and it'll mute the, the sound coming through your speakers because you'll hear a delay. If you're using a cell phone or a cordless phone with a speaker phone on it, um, please hit star six to mute yourself when you're using the speaker phone so you can keep that phone away from your body because it is more harm you don't need. And then you can hit star six again to unmute yourself. Um, I don't really need to cover a whole lot more. Just be kind with each other, have tolerance and patience to help facilitate our progress and fulfill our mission. And, and remember that it is the diversity and the unity of our group that brings empowerment for everyone. And sometimes people are grouchy and desperate, and it's just us being loving and supporting and uplifting that is the blessing that we can give to each other. So just go with the flow, and when conversations are happening, let that topic play itself out. Uh, if you're trying to get a word in edgewise, um, I, I do my best to make sure that anybody who has any input or questions on any topic that's being discussed gets to do so. So if you're the, the more quiet, meek type of person, just say a couple of words and I'll get it, even if you're interrupting somebody. And I'll say, you know, would the lady in the background like to to speak up and say something? And, uh, you know, just talking endlessly or interrupting or changing the subject is something after being a moderator for as many years as I have at this point that I have no tolerance for. Uh, and so I do mute people when I see that they're being disruptive to the flow of the call. So get in the flow, be polite and considerate so we can have a productive call. If you have an emergency situation that you need to share with others on the on the call, uh, please do speak up. You can certainly interrupt me because I can rattle on with my messed up brain uh, plenty, and I do my best to share everything I can to empower people at every call. But feel free to interrupt me if you're in an emergency situation. And we have some great people on this call, and, and everybody will will give the uplifting support and some some answers and ways to protect yourself or adapt or under, understand the mechanics and the motives of what's being done and why. So uh, with, with that in mind, welcome to the call. I'd like to introduce Dave Case from Case Electronics. He's going to give an overview of a, a CD that he's put together that does require uh, any set of headphones that goes up to 24,000 hertz or what would be called 24 kilohertz which will be abbreviated KHZ, particularly the COSS Pro, and that's K-O-S-S. -S. 
uh, as he said, you can put in costs, and he'll go into the model number and everything uh, on a search box at Amazon.com. You can pick them up for about 13 bucks. So I'd like to introduce Dave Case, and he'll give you an overview of what the CD's done for about 80 people at this point, and it's free. Thank you. Yes, uh, it's a countermeasure CD that confuses the attack equipment. And uh, anybody that wants one, I give it out free. And uh, so far we've helped up to 80 people uh, cured or helped. There's varying degrees. Uh, some people get immediate dramatic results. And I think that has to do with how long they've been targeted. If you've been targeted for a long time, it does take longer to listen to the CD. And uh, you must listen to it all night, every night. Uh, when you're subconscious, uh, you're more vulnerable to this attack system and remote neuromonitoring. And when you put on the headphones with my countermeasure CD, it creates electronic fog around you, and they can't quite see exactly where you're at. And then uh, since the attack is stopping, your brain is allowed to heal because they're actually damaging brain chemistry as they're doing this to us. Um, and anybody that wants one, you just text me your name and address to my phone number, and uh, that phone number is 573-300-1579. It's 573-300-1579. So you're saying that it can actually stop me from having the diarrhea? I am saying that we have helped up to 80 people, and there's about three to four different symptoms that it is helping with. Uh, I'm, I can't tell you for sure it will help you with that, no. Uh, but it has, I've got letter after letter after letter, you know, here's one, Dear Dave, I want to thank you for creating this CD as given my life back. I'm a targeted individual. I was for eight months not able to sleep for more than 30 minutes at a time. They would be under attack by voices calling me names and screaming in my head. And she goes on to uh, explain, you know, it, it's just dramatically changed her life. I suspect it will help you, you know. Okay. Especially, you know, if you're under electronic attack, it definitely will help you. Mm -hmm. But it's free. I mean, you can't go wrong. <laughs> right, right, I know. Well, so, I'm uh, glad to send a donation well, that's up to you, uh, but like I say, I do give it out free, and I'm just trying to get it to as many people as possible that need it, you know. Mm -hmm. And you can just get his his return address off the envelope when he sends it to you and send him a little. Yeah. Okay. And another thing, since we're on this topic, I'm just going to say that it was reported to me by one lady who was being kept sexually frustrated um, that she said she grounded herself from the base of her spine. Uh, why more people haven't jumped on the bandwagon in the times that I've mentioned this, I even made up a kit with some very small coax wire that I have a roll of and, and put some connectors on the end of it. Maybe people don't understand grounding is literal to getting yourself back to the earth where we used to walk barefooted, and now we're walking on rubber shoes, which is isolating us and keeping us 
from getting this benefit. Uh, unfortunately, mm-hmm. the, the power company has a fiber optic interface and some other methodologies that are being used to put extremely low frequencies that are affecting people through the neutral wire, which is what's hooked up to the ground, to the earth. And so we don't get to just use that third prong in the outlets in our house, which is a major inconvenience. Uh, if you were to, you know, take a plug and take the two straight prongs off it and plug that third plug, which is the earth ground, into the wall and you held on to it for five minutes, it will bleed off the electricity. But if you were to hook that self up, hook it up to yourself overnight, uh, you will have extremely low frequencies going through you. I don't support that. Uh, some, a few people do, and they say they get benefit from it fine, but um, I don't because the frequencies of, of apathy and a variety of things that are on my frequency list, which I'll send you to when you email me if you request it, uh, and a detection equipment list that I have. Um, it, it shows some really bad effects that can happen to people. We're already dealing with subliminal programming in our vulnerability at night. Uh, mm-hmm. Barry Trower from England, who's a great guy, had come on a call years ago, and he mentioned about the dirty electricity and, and the cooking of humanity with microwaves. And he mm-hmm. mentioned that the military has a list of 600 frequencies associated with the human body. Mm-hmm. So I wrote him in England, because that's the only way you could get a hold of him. And he wrote me back and said, I'm sorry, that list is classified. Nobody has it that I could mm-hmm. get my hands on it. Okay, so being that that's a problem, what I see is that they have frequencies associated with body functions. Mm-hmm. And so to cause somebody sexual frustration or to <coughs> make their urethra let go so they pee all over themselves or cause diarrhea, uh, things like that, um, if this person put a connection to the base of her spine, and it stopped the sexual frustration. If you look in the book by Michael Bell, um, Invisible, The Invisible Crime, he shows pictures of MRIs that he has uh, that show implants in him. He shows typical places. You'll find that information at citizensaht.org, our website mm-hmm. for COD. Mm-hmm. Um, those typical places would be the places that I would be doing some experiments with grounding. And so you would ask yourself, how would I do that? Well, you'd want to run a wire uh, into the earth. It would be best to drive a piece of pipe down into the earth if you don't have a man to come and drive an 8-foot copper-coated rod into the earth and get something shorter or even just sticking a bare wire down into the earth, you know, take a spade, dig out a foot or so deep, and put that the wire with it stripped back a few inches bare into the earth, cover over where you put the wire in with dirt, and then pour some water on it so it makes a good connection. Run it into your house where you would be spending a lot of time 
and then you can go on Amazon or eBay and you buy a TENS unit replacement pad, and they're sticky, and they're made to stick to your body, and there's a little wire that's sticking out of it, and they're also made out of Linkstat because it's a conductive polyethylene carbon-impregnated plastic. Mm-hmm. And then you would experiment with typical places uh, in bone conduction style implants that because it has quite a bit of information on a lot of implant technology and its application with bone conduction, they may go for the pubic bone. I have a feeling that a lot of this goes for the spine because this is where your whole uh, electrical system, your nervous system is running all these wires through those channels up and down your spine to make your body work the way it does. Mm-hmm. So I think that running a wire to the base of your spine is probably going to be helpful with some things. Um, I mean, I could probably talk an hour on this subject. There's certainly a lot of factors that could be applied if half of what I've read is really true and capable of being done. But just to start with the basic experiment would be to take the other end of that piece of wire and there'll be a piece of wire with a female connector on the end of about a, say, inch and a half, two-inch square, tens-unit sticky replacement pad. They're they're cheap, like, you know, five bucks for eight of them or something like that. <clears throat> and then just take a pair of pliers or a hammer and smash the the female connector down on the wire after you stick it in the end there, put the other end in the earth like I described, and try different spots on your body and see if you can (coughs) disrupt the signal that they're sending in to cause that effect. Mm -hmm. And Neil, I find that if I'm laying on the ground in the park, they can't target me as hard. Well, there you go. And it's the same for us. I mean, we live fairly close to the beach, and I remember on hot summer days and the ocean's, you know, like 80 degrees, so it's pleasant uh, that we just were pretty much near-death experience, bad off. And we went there and we laid in the water where the water was just coming up over us, but, you know, Mm -hmm. where you could still breathe. And in 20 minutes, we felt so much better. So Mm -hmm. when when you think about bleeding off uh, electricity, if so much is coming in and all you did was put your big toe on the ground, not as much is going to be able to go out. But the more Mm. of your body that's connected to the earth, the more of it is going to go out. And you definitely Mm -hmm. feel the difference in in a short period of time. And when you're driving a vehicle, your body... uh, it's up to 200 volts and, uh, you know, of static electricity, and that's very harmful to your cell mm-hmm. operation. So grounding is even more important nowadays because everybody drives so much. What about on a boat in water? The reports I heard from somebody who lived in a boat said it was worse. Uh, I don't know what to worse. tell you about that. I mean, if you yeah, consider I don't... satellite technology. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I guess that depends what the boat's made of. You know, if it's fiberglass, then, you, then you're not grounded to the water, you know. That's true. 
I was just curious because a friend um, invited me to go sailing with her um, in June, and I didn't know whether or not they could target me on water. Well, I would try that, but do exactly what Dave's pointing out, is that that boat's going to be made out of wood or fiberglass, probably not metal if it's a, a sailboat. Uh, so you would take a piece of wire or a piece of, you know, some kind of flexible metal, something that's conductive, and you would mm -hmm. have it so that it was going down in the water, and then you would put your hands on it or, you know, put it on your bare skin somewhere where it's comfortable. Mm -hmm. And then I will tell you, I mean, and Dave will confirm this, electrically uh, to attenuate the signal. Um, in some cases where electricity builds up on things, they will use what's called a carbon pile. And the mm -hmm. carbon is a place for all that excess electricity to bleed off. So mm -hmm. what I find, the reason I find the ocean to be so effective is because it's so big. Mm -hmm. Plus it has salt in the water, so it's very conductive. Mm -hmm. And it, it bleeds off faster than, you know, walking through the woods barefooted could. Mm -hmm. So you you may get benefit if you do what I'm suggesting. Okay. Grounding the spine. I can't can't wait to get the CD. <laughs> I'm all excited. Yeah, I'll send that to you first thing tomorrow. Uh, Thank you. Get it get it within three to four days. And if you don't get it, make sure you contact me because you know they do situations do occur where things happen. <laughs> I'll just put you that way. <laughs> Is it already made up, or you have to make them individually? I've got some made up uh, I was going to send out, and uh, I will send you one in, in the morning. Okay. Wonderful. Where is it yeah, coming from? Uh, Missouri. Oh, okay. I should get it in about two days. Yeah, I'd give it three to four. Uh, sometimes, you know, the mail's getting slower and slower, it seems like. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, grounding the spine uh, is a very good idea because something I've noticed about the countermeasure CD, I'll wrap the headphone cord around my neck, and right where it is a, over my spine, the rubber on the headphone cord is turning hard as glass, and the mm -hmm. rest of the cord is just flexible as can be. So mm -hmm. this radiation they're hitting us with, is actually prematurely aging the rubber on the cords on these mm -hmm. headphones. So it's a very high-energy wave. Mm -hmm. They've only hit me with V2K once, and it, it lasted for a week. They were, they were faking fights outside my apartment and making my environment seem very threatening, slamming doors, that type of thing. And when you open the door, there's nobody there. Uh, on the V2K, uh, I have, here's what's going to occur if you have V2K, anyone has V2K. When you turn on the CD, they will synchronize the V2K to the CD and increase the V2K at first because they want you to stop using the CD. They will, they've got many tricks in their books. And there is an artificial intelligence that you're using, and it's very smart. And if it can convince you that the CD doesn't work or that there's voices on the CD, uh, 
you know, then you'll take out the CD and just say, hey, this don't work, you know. When in actuality, if you soldier on and ignore the V2K, it will knock it out eventually. But it does take mm-hmm. longer on the V2K. Mm-hmm. And I've had many reports of people saying, you know, how come there's voices on this CD? And I say, there is no voices mm-hmm. on the CD. It's random pulses and sounds. And mm-hmm. uh, they say, well, I'm going to keep listening to it and just ignore everything. And after about two weeks, uh, they called me back and said, you know what, I don't hear any more voices on the CD. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it does help the V2K, but like I say, it, it does take longer. Yeah. Well, you're giving me hope. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it really comes back to, I believe we're going to have to, in other words, my CD is an anti-weapon, mm-hmm. you know, they're using a weapon on us. Uh, my CD knocks out that weapon. I believe we need to think about a new form of defensiveness. In other words, creating devices that knock out weapons mm. and offensively, not or defensively, not offensively. Mm-hmm. In other words, in other words. One day I was playing with my laser radio I made. Uh, I took a laser pen and just attached a one transistor to it mm-hmm. and then put an audio plug on it. And mm-hmm. I can point that in my field. I got an 80 acre farm and pump music into that laser beam and it modulates that laser beam. Mm-hmm. And then I have a, uh, I took out a, a sensor out of a TV, the remote control sensor, and put on a boom box. So when that laser beam hits that boombox sensor, it plays the music that I'm playing up at the house. It rides on that laser beam. So I was playing around with it, and I was just thinking, you know, what if uh, I could use that to countermeasure, just theoretically, you know, uh, smart bombs. Mm -hmm. And I actually designed a method to clone the targeting laser and take over the smart bomb and direct it down the field because I always want to build a big lake. So, you know, theoretically, if they drop smart bombs on my property, I can take over that mechanism, that targeting mechanism, and build me a lake with their bombs. <laughs> so, in other words, that is a anti-weapon. And if you keep going, if we design countermeasures for everything they have, it is not illegal. We mm-hmm. have no guns. If we had an army of anti-weapons, mm-hmm. we could actually defend this country from any attacker. Are you and working actually, on that? Yeah, I've already uh, designed it and everything. But I'm working on something more important. There is a way, and I don't want to reveal too much because of intellectual property rights, there is a way to stop gunpowder from firing. Mm. Now, can you imagine turning on a device and within a 100-mile circle, no gunpowder will fire? Mm. They could sur- they could surround my town with 40,000 troops, and all they could do was throw rocks at us. Mm. So, you know, if we now, keep going with that that theory then we could absolutely defend ourselves from everything they got. Mm-hmm. Now, with the CD...
technical problems. Dropped everything. I'm here. Are you? Hello? Okay, good. I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, everybody went quiet and... Yeah, I'm trying to block chat, but somehow they've got my control panel so that when I block chat, it's blocked the call, and I'm watching a whole lot of people just got cut off. So they'll have to call back in. Thank you. I'm here. Can you hear me? I was wondering about the CD. Do you have to be asleep for it to work? Because I'm having insomnia real bad. The CD will help you sleep. Can you hear me? Oh, yes. Hi. Hi. The CD actually, once you get used to it, it will help you sleep. Mm. Can you listen to it all day long? You can listen to it as much as you want, and I encourage you to do so because, um, you know, I, I try to listen to it at night, but... Um, the headset falls off my head mm-hmm. when I'm sleeping. So I get up in the morning, and I don't feel right. I just listen to it in the morning. Mm. And um, if I feel them hitting me, I just mm-hmm. put it right on to block, it, to block them. Okay. And then just do I got kicked out. Yeah, you want to listen to the CD all night, every night with the headphones, and you can play it on like a low background radio or or something during the day, but there is something about the headphones is the major component to it. In other Mm -hmm. words, if you just listen to the CD on a stereo system in the the corner of your room, you will not get the full benefits of it. Is this the same as those brainwave tapes? No, 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 no. This is something that has never, this has never existed before. The device Mm -hmm. I made has never existed before. The sound Mm -hmm. it makes has never existed before. This is Mm. not anything that you or anyone has ever seen or heard. Mm -hmm. Hi, Steve, this is Evan. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, Shall we for you to finish or... Go ahead. I just, I just want, hi, how are you all doing tonight? I'm in Orange County. I'm 32 years old. Um, I just wanted to, because I requested your CD about, I think, a week ago or two weeks ago, and I still haven't got it, and I just kind of wanted to bring that up to you. Yeah, it takes, it usually takes about a week and a half once I get the okay. text, because I right. have to make them up individually, and mm-hmm. uh, like I said, I got a bunch. I mailed uh, Friday. And All right. A bunch. I think yours is probably. Yeah, yours probably on the way. All right. Um, and also, I I hear you all. You were talking earlier about like shielding, and right now my situation is um I've been I've been having the, my thoughts read and broadcasted since I was the age of twenty four, and I'm barely learning to take a stand right now after eight years because I was I was deep in my drug addiction and I wasn't really concerned about it, but now that I've staying sober, I'm coming to realize that they've been hitting me harder lately, too, like, at least the last six months, you know, like, like now, now I get, um, after actually making contact with Talkshu and, and the target individual group, I've been, been, uh, like, when I walk into my room, I'll, I'll get the high-pitched, that fake tinnitus, 
all night long, all night long. From when I go to sleep till I wake up, it'll be there. And um, there'll also be a, a like a like a low idling idling computer sound behind the tinnitus that I hear. And especially when yeah. I go into my bedroom, it's 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 very odd. Like, and um, I'm just kind of concerned. Like, you know, I'm concerned for all of you really because this is this is like an act of terrorism. It was as the way I see it on on Americans from Americans to Americans, you know, and. Um, I've been going to Australia for eight years. I have, I, I've also, you know, I'll admit it, like, I have the, like, bowel issues, too. Like, like where I'll, like, use a restroom, and then right after I use the restroom, like, no less than, like, two or three minutes, I'll have to use the restroom again. And then it's just, like, they're affecting me that way. But, like, in my dreams, they're talking to me subconsciously. Like, my dreams are artificial dreams. They're actually being, they're actually controlling what I see in my dream, and they're displaying the whole, and then they're talking to me. And then as I start to drift, as I start to drift from unconsciousness or from my subconsciousness, from out of sleep into consciousness, I could hear um, my voice, my thoughts being broadcasted and louder. And then as I come to fully conscious, they drift further away. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, everything you're telling me, that CD is going to help you very okay. much. Yeah, it's okay. going to help you tremendously. I really, I really think you're a saint, sir, you know what I mean? And from what I hear, you know, and I just, I, I feel you have a very good heart and a compassion for a human being, and, you know, I don't think there's a lot of that left in this world anymore, you know? And Yeah, I agree. I agree. There's, there's too much greed, and uh, they're actually dissecting, the human body electronically and selling these weapons to other countries. And, oh, wow. Yeah, it's and, really um, bad. So I'm, I'm actually wondering, because I've gone eight years with no, with no shielding, like how is my body going to be affected later on in life or, or as it is now? Like, And my situation is I don't have, I have no income, you know, right now. Like, And I, I can't just go out and buy a simple piece of shielding, like, I just don't have the funds, and I mean, what do you guys recommend that I do? Like, should I just hang in there and wait till I get working, or because my my goal right now is actually to get into school and start welding and pick up welding for a trade. And um, the thing is, I took out a student loan about eight months or eight years, almost about eight seven years ago, uh, and I never paid it back. So I I don't qualify for financial aid. My only source of income really is mom and dad. You know, they'll send me forty bucks here, thirty bucks there, but um. I mean, what do you recommend? What kind of advice can you can you give me as to you know what what I need to do? Well, you want to make sure you get the proper headphones. That's fourteen dollars on Amazon, and as far as fielding goes, uh, Neil has some information on okay. material. What's up, Neil? I just want to tell you hi, hello. <laughs> How are you doing? Hey, how's it going? Pretty good, man. But I just, How much I just is the link stat? What's that? How much is the link stat? Um, just to email me and I'll send you the packaging. It's about okay. two fifty a linear foot. Off the okay. Wide roll. Now I think there, go ahead. I think there I think there is a possibly a way to improve on the carbon fiber. I, I keep Seeing this memory I had from when I was 19 years old, I went over to the guy's house, and he never had a cigarette lighter. And he had all these cigarettes, you know, it'd be half burnt, you know, like a little bit more than a, a cigarette butt. 
he would put that cigarette butt in the microwave, and as soon as he started it, it would light up. And I kept thinking, you know, and I kept seeing this over and over recently. I'm like, wait a minute. The microwaves in there are concentrating around that charcoal, and it's turning the microwaves into heat. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you put a regular cigarette in the microwave, it will not light it. So there's something about activated charcoal. And what I want to do is make a helmet or sheet that is maybe an inch thick with activated charcoal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can buy that in bulk. I was looking into that a little bit for an isolated ground because there's some problems probably with Gwen Towers going through the earth and definitely scalar superimposing frequencies through our grounds. So even though a coax wire just using the center lead uh, brought down the inductive amplifier screaming as loud as it was just through a, a stranded copper wire insulated. Um, there's still something there, and so I thought of taking a piece of, say, two-inch PVC pipe and then filling it with charcoal and then driving an eight-foot ground rod down through the center of the charcoal inside the PVC pipe and having about the last two feet of the rod uh, go into bare earth. And so it would be like doing a carbon pile, right, Dave? Yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah, I'd like to see you do more with that because I've been curious about it too. And I'm slowly working on some things on our R&D list uh, that I'll be excited to report. I, uh, if you want to make some money or if you know somebody, uh, I want to mix my CD onto music in place of the snare drums and different instruments. And in other words, if we could get a song where my CD sounds are mixed into it, uh, I want to experiment with that. But I'd pay you. If, I know you produce or make music or, you know, I don't know if you have a mixer I do. Or able I have a or... track recording machine. Oh, do you? Yeah, I do. And an $850 mic preamp with a good, high quality. Well, here's what I want to do. Here's what I want to do. Mix it with the music uh, coming straight on for you by heart. Oh, cool. Good choice. I love playing yeah. that song. It's so fun. I can't <laughs> sing like her, but... Well, no, I'm just talking music. It wouldn't necessarily have no, to be. No, I understand. I'm just being a smart mouth. <laughs> I went and saw her, and man, I'll tell you, that lady just pours her whole heart out in no pun intended. Oh, I love that music. In her yeah, heart, she really, really works hard. She's a great singer. Especially her older stuff. Well, yeah, you know, I, we talked about this before, and, you know, I'm at a point where too many other things are diverting me. I have about 50 songs and only seven of them recorded because I lost all my recordings when they burned my house down in 07. But I'd, I'd like to get back to sitting in front of there and, God, it's probably been over a year since I spent $850 for a preamp and a really high-quality mic, and I have not recorded one song so it would be encouraging. Uh, I guess what we'd have to do is um, 
I have a copy of your CD. I can put it on one track. And then should I try it at different volumes? Well, you know, trying to make it what I was thinking, you know, snare drums are high frequency. And if you could sample the high frequencies on my CD and then phase them out, you know, where they sound like a, you know, a snare drum. Not sure what you're referring to a snare drum about. Yeah, in other words, uh, take samples of the high frequencies on my CD and replace them in a song that where the snare drums would be. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, and uh, and and if you phase them to where. It, you know, it comes on strong and quickly fades, it would actually sound like a snare drum, you know. Well, another thing we're going to have to consider is not a lot of people are going to want to go to sleep to coming straight on for you. They'll be tapping their foot all night. (laughs) (laughs) That song drives. (laughs) I was thinking... You know a song I listen to a lot, that you will, is the um, We Are The Pioneers. This starts off, We Are the Pioneers. Oh, you mean Waves of Darkness? Yeah, I jam that like all the time. I download it to really? my phone. And... Yeah. Who, who was that? Bob Dylan wrote that song? I'm not sure. I just, I just found it on from, from uh, was it uh, Giz, Gizzard or Skizzit? Uh, yeah, Skizzit's uh, page of songs and stuff and information. It's a song I wrote a couple of years ago. That was pretty bad, yeah. Inspiration of listening to all the sad stories of people and their attacks, and it finally all just spilled out on paper. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. But, you know, I mean, we should try a variety of songs and, and give people options. What do you think, Dave? Yeah, uh... And mainly, here, here's my thought process. If, you know, we, let's say we got theoretically a, a really big-time band, which I know a few of their friends of mine, and they said they're willing to do it. But if, in other words, if they start playing that song on the radio and it's all over Walmart and all the, you know, malls, so cool. can you imagine the havoc it would play on the uh GPS satellite attack. Oh, is it okay to swear on this call? I think you'd really piss them off. <laughs> <laughs> I think I already did. <laughs> you got to keep you around, Dave. <laughs> uh, the creator, the creator will keep me around. <laughs> there you go. There we are. We're all walking miracles at this point. I'll tell you. Oh yeah. All right, well, I have your number. I'll I'll give you a call next week, and we'll talk about it. And Well, you know, seriously, I'll pay you to do it, you know, whatever you think it's worth. Yeah. Oh, also, you mentioned something. You were looking for somebody who could solder whole house filters for you? Yeah, uh, anybody wants to uh, make them and distribute them, uh, you know, I would definitely – Send them the information on how to do it, and uh, those 
will remove any frequency above the 60 hertz that is supposed to be there. Yeah, and that's beneficial. Would you uh, elaborate on that for everybody so it gets on the recording? Yeah, uh, essentially I put, I found a way to uh, put a 0.1 microfarad, 1,000 volt capacitor, two of them in each plug, and it shorts out any frequency above the 60 hertz that the power company pumps into your house. And the reason, well, for dirty electricity such as freezers and motors, et cetera, but here's the main reason. The, the College of the Army says psychotronics can be delivered to any household or building using existing house wiring. And what they do is target the wiring in your house, and the wiring demodulates that signal, and they can actually make your wires sing or talk, uh, something like B2K, except, you know, it comes out of your wires. And what this yeah. plug does is shunt that. It shorts it out to ground. Okay. That's, that's good. I mean... This really is something to not pass by. What are you charging? Twenty-five dollars a piece for those? Yeah, and um, totally you know, fair. Yeah, because I I I have to charge something for these materials. Uh, you know, I do get the CD out for free. But if a person bought uh, these plugs, these blank plugs, and a lot of capacitors, you know, we could possibly get the price down to ten dollars. You know, to distribute them. Yeah, I know a few people that are assemblers. I haven't talked with them for a while. I mean, I'm pretty busy all all the time, and I'm working on a few projects that are time-consuming right now, but but are looking pretty promising. That we'll test out. You know, for us, it's of course making sure everything's going to be safe for everybody in any situation. And you know, I'd I'd like to let people know. I read a report the other day that said. Uh, basically, we have enough electronics devices around in your homes to be able to tap into. And if you were to remove all of those things and we had no way to do the things that we want to do to you, then we would set you up and get you put in a psych ward or someplace where we could do these things to you. So, you know, those of you who have Wi-Fi yeah, why don't you just take 220 volts and stick it up your butt? I'm going to be really rude about this so that people will get an impression and remember what I'm saying. If you're going to use wireless things like Wi-Fi, you are hurting yourself more by bringing systems into your house. If you're using satellite TV, if you have a flat screen TV... All of these things, if you take note of so many of these newer devices, which some have RFID chips in them, they're, they're putting these systems in so that they're on all the time. So when you turn off your flat screen TV and your new stereo and all this other stuff, it's actually in standby. And I'm not saying that some of the older equipment isn't capable of of still being used, as Dave will confirm to you, the old-style CRT TVs had a lot of capacitors in them, and those hold power, and so there were things that they could still do. But the newer things are, are much more designed for them to be able to watch you and do things to you and affect you in unpleasant ways.
fucking use so your outlook. please, don't support <laughs> systems that are hurting you because there's already too many systems that are around that are going to hurt us anyway. Do everything you can to reduce what what's affecting you. And, and I'm a big hypocrite because I still have a smart meter on my house, and I've had the paperwork to opt out for two or three years. Well, it's sitting on the top of my desk now after getting a, a 235 milligauss reading out of it the other day. It's only if you're tapping into the Wi-Fi. I never liked it, so I never bothered it. Yeah, just get yourself a 50-foot wire. If you got a laptop and you want to be able to cruise around the house with your laptop, just use a modem. Make sure that the company turns off Wi-Fi and make sure that you turn off Wi-Fi on your computer. And then check the networks that are going to be around like neighbors and make sure that that's not coming through. Right. Dave, I have a question for you. Just as of today, I have a yellow blinking light. I have cable because I have a cable modem as what I use for my Internet. Um, on my TV, there's a blinking yellow light, and also on the black box um, that the cable company put in, there's a blinking yellow light all of a sudden. Do you have any idea what, what that's all about? This is something new. Did it just start blinking? Yeah, just today. You know, without being there, I, I couldn't tell you, but usually uh, see if there's a code to it. Sometimes uh, blinking lights will flash, uh, you know, it'll blink twice and then not blink for a while, then blink three times. You know, there might be a code to it. I think I'm also going to call the cable company because it's their, it's their mechanisms that are doing it. Well, you said your TV was doing it too, so no, it's it's, it's the thing, their little box on the TV. Oh yeah, on, yeah, that's, yeah. That's all them. That, yeah. I just thought you might know. <laughs> well, I don't have cable. <laughs> yeah, I have to have it for my computer because I don't have Wi-Fi. How long have you had this system in your house? You look right through your, you know, your the, house. The thing that's blinking yellow, probably five years. And it just started blinking today. I think it's some kind of surveillance or something that's causing that. I would not be surprised if somebody got into your house and programmed that. Well, I'm going to see because that shouldn't be doing that as far as I'm concerned. Um, why, Have you tried unplugging it? And I haven't just, done anything. I'm not doing anything till tomorrow. It's just too much for me to handle right now. I'm not okay, going to tomorrow. Well, I'm going to get somebody else that has eyes that can work on it. And a fellow locally, I know maybe he has some idea. If not, then I'll call the cable company and say, "Get your butt out here and get this stop blinking yellow. That's your that's your equipment. Stop it." Yeah, I th- I think what you you. I don't know how much success you're going to have with the cable company because they're dirty. Yeah, I know that. They are. Yeah, I've talked to them. But I would, I would try to unplug it and disconnect the cable, and then wait like 20 seconds, and then reconnect it and plug it back in and see if it goes out. I'll have somebody do that tomorrow. I can't do it myself because I don't even see it happening. So I'm no good. Okay. Interrupt just a second. 
I keep hearing Sue talking, and I think she doesn't realize she's unmuted. But it's her voice. Yeah, I'm looking for that. I'm looking for that. If you're, uh, if you could hit star six on your phone, we can hear your conversation in the background, please. Huh? If you're not a computer savvy, it's only people that's computer savvy if they will activate it. If I don't understand it, I don't do it. No, just to let people know, if you hit star six on your phone when you got background noise. Uh, that'll mute you, and then you can hit star six again, so we can keep the background noise down. I like to keep a lot of people unmuted so they can interact in the conversation. So please use star six if you got background noise. Some of the stuff that I hear here, and like I said, I go and check. With, what's the name? Hmm. Hey, you guys, can I ask a question? Yeah, go ahead. Hey, I've got two, actually. Has anybody found a way to protect their spinal cord during the day when you're out and about? Um, my, uh, I got hit for hours when I was out today at like C7, C6, C1. And uh, has anybody found a way to protect their spine during the day when you're out? Well, this is what I've recommended is to go to Harbor Freight and buy their $5 rivet gun. And uh, the only problem I see is that a lot of shoes are too thick for the deepest rivets they have. So uh, when you get the rivet gun, it comes with some rivets, and then they have little packages that you can buy rivets. You'd want, you know, the one that that, that goes deeper. Um, so the ones that come in the package would say like quarter inch, three eighths, half inch. You'd be looking for one inch or even a little more depending on the thickness of a shoe. And I know this is kind of a pain in the butt, but what it boils down to is to be able to make contact with the earth while you're walking around. And so you would run a, a little piece of cable t TV type wire connected with the center wire to one of those TENS unit sticky pads, stick it on your spine, run it down your leg, into your, into your shoe uh, so that it will hook up to a little connector that hooks up to the rivet that's in your shoe. Still got an old way to go. Go that old way because he thinks you can end up getting this way. Um, well, I'm trying to find this background noise, and somebody is just not getting it. So. And then what about at night, you guys? Has anybody found a way to protect their spine at night? I've got the lens that, but um, I really get cooked when I use it. Everything we've been consolidating. Any idea what I can rip? I I can't coordinate with my hands because of the attacks to make the hat, you know, so I've got to find another way to protect my cervical spine and upper thoracic when I'm sleeping. I've taped ice packs together, like four or five, and fling them over me, and that seems to help, but I can't quite protect um, my lower cervical and upper thoracic. Have you ever considered there's a um, 
if you go to a less EMF, there is a canopy that has interwoven copper. Yeah, um, that didn't work for us. Well, you know, I they, they didn't work? Okay, for some it does work. I so much stuff from less EMF and nothing worked. Yeah, the, the problem is that different, different frequencies have different wavelengths. And if that wavelength fits into the little holes, then it doesn't matter if it's interwoven with silver thread to counteract it. So, you know, one report says that they would they use some kind of an infrared technology uh, to be able to analyze the materials and applications that you do. And so within about three days, they found a way to get around what it is that you've done. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm totally aware of that too. I don't even shield. Um, I've tried everything. This is James, by the way, in 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 Arizona, Tucson. Um, I'm, I'm, gosh, you know, I don't know if anybody has any answers for this situation. Um, my friend Diane has witnessed seven years. Um, two years prior the attacks to the face, she's uh, she's seen me normal, basically, what I'm trying to say. And then five years straight, she's witnessed um, all the attacks, um, multiple different attacks. And um, I don't know how she lost her job the other week. Um, she was working for um, a pretty big company. And um, now what's happening is since she witnessed everything, she's my prime witness and she won't even talk. But that's not really the problem. The problem is now that she's thinking about leaving and leaving me behind. And, um, I mean, I have 13,000 pictures of every time they struck me in the face and, and the face just falling apart, and she's witnessed it all. All the uh, At the beginning, they shot everything in the house, and uh, she witnessed that. But mainly the hair, uh, zapping out the hair, and the hair's not falling off from radiation. It's actually being strategically zapped out and um, every day I'm sitting at the coffee table having my uh, having coffee with her and um, my handlers are telling me yeah we're getting ready for your haircut and they start zapping out the hair right in front of her and so every single day I had extreme amounts of hair and um, I don't look good with short hair so that's why they're doing what they're doing they're trying to do you know, um, I'm just a young man, so they're they're trying to make me look like something that I'm not, and she's witnessed it all. So the problem is that she's leaving, and um, our argument for five years straight was my family knew that I was with her, and why isn't she saying anything to my family? Now, my handlers, you know, they I know all the dynamics of um, manipulation with hedrodyne, and other people in your circle. So I know that's all possible. Um, it, it's just a little bit hard to believe um, that nobody will pick up and translate what's happening to an individual when they're seeing it right in front of them. Um, Diane has a lot of self-conscious issues. So um, it all makes sense why she's not responding to my family because she really doesn't care about her own looks. So she, her argument is always like, you're a narcissist, you know, all that stuff, just to hurt me. Um, she she knows everything about targeting. She knows, I mean, she knows absolutely everything. And she's not passing on any of this information to my family. So my family's thinking everything's okay. So um, 
my uh, targeting is, is, is wrapping up pretty quickly here, and I don't know what to expect next. Um, I know a lot, of, a lot of people I talk to are, you know, getting hit really hard, but it seems like, you know, the majority of TIs, they still have their home, you know, they're still able to do the basics, and I'm a very capable guy, and they got me completely tied up in a corner. I mean, I have a hard time just using my computer. I'm trying to do the most I can. Um, and they're pushing me. They're trying to push me back onto the street so they can continue on what they're doing. And um, it's it's happening so rapidly, so quickly. Um, I was introduced to an attorney in Phoenix, uh, which is a TI uh, themselves. And... Um, Hopefully, maybe something will come out out of all this. Because um, I, 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 according to this attorney, I have plenty of evidence. I also know who put me in the program. I'm not exactly sure who's doing it. I'm pretty sure it can only be the the university hospital or a subcontractor for working for the university um, that is doing this because of the intricacy of the. Um, the facial uh, manipulation. The, 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 the crazy thing is the manipulation they've done to me is a little bit different than some others that have seen other targets. And this is kind of important maybe for some that are listening um, that if you guys know um, Trespass, uh, Timothy Trespass in New York, um, his case is really, really bad on what they've done to his face. It's a, it's a combination of techniques on how they got him to look that way. Now, with other targets, what they might do is um, put something crazy on your face that will fade away within a few days or maybe a few years. Um, they can do so much on myself. What they've done is <clears throat> it's pretty nuts. Imagine you look yourself in the mirror every single day, and they're working on your face, and they're changing your appearance not to make you look like you've been struck by anything, but completely changing the way you look. Because all human faces, we all sort of look the same. And you can take one person that looks similar to you, and you can make them look, you can, they can make you look identical. And that's the software they're using. Plastic surgery software, anywhere between twenty dollars and $80,000 can do all this. Um, they pre-program uh, exactly how they want your contour to be, how your eyes are going to be, even the color of your eyes. I mean, absolutely everything. Um, when you're talking, they want your mouth to move a certain way, uh, maybe crooked, maybe mean looking. And that's what they have done to me. They're, they have perfected it. So if your family hasn't seen you in five years, all they can think of is, well, maybe he's abused himself with something like alcohol or drugs and there ain't anybody to witness it. And I have a witness that can witness all this, that I'm, you know, a pretty straight shooting guy. And um, my family only have the worst picture um, painted up of me. So the, the modifications to the face, um, if anybody's interested in hearing this, uh, it's exactly the same procedures they use at a plastic, surger, a plastic surgeon. There's different tools that they use, but they're able to... Um, um, they are able to penetrate deep tissue and actually manip manipulate deep tissue with heat. And if you look at any plastic surgery uh, procedure, you'll get a little bit of information. They don't give it away, 
because there's a lot of expensive procedures that they don't talk about it. Um, so you can heat up the, um, the, the, the tissue underneath the skin to shape it. So now, for instance, you have a flat cheek or a rounded cheek, and you want, they want to put a big quarter-sized dimple into it. All they would need to do is heat it up. And what they do is they do it, they have to do it at a certain rate, basically, so it's not cancerous. So they, they, they know exactly how long they can beam and they know how long at what intensity. And they also have to more, make sure that the intensity is not too hot because your skin will on the outside will turn red and then you can actually take a photograph. Um, that's the really tricky part. They actually manipulate you um, throughout the whole procedure with photographs because they already know you're going to take photographs. So what they can do is, and, and listen really carefully, this is really good information, especially for those targets that just can't put it together right. When you're taking pictures of your face, they will put the angle on your wrist how they want you to take the picture. And the only reason I know this, because I've taken over 13,000 pictures, um, there was a uh, there was a um, I, I investigated all the pictures, and I've noticed that if you looked at it as in a timeline, they do one procedure after another to cover up one at a time as they're going forward. So if it's working underneath the eye for three months straight, um, you're going to take pictures of that, and at the same time, they're going to start working on something else. They're going to let that heal and go to something else and then repeat the process. And, you know, there's... 50 different areas on your face that they can do this to. So the whole process is manipulated in case you have to show a, um, a set of pictures. And another thing I've noticed that on the photos, they're really concerned about evidence. And when, if, they're con if they're this concerned about evidence, then we know we have them. We have them by the balls because they're, they're, they're working solely on cover-up, cover-up on you know, some, some targets are hit so bad in the face, you're wondering why they can't get any help. And, and it's mainly because we don't know their story. Um, that's the thing. You know, maybe they're so caught up. Maybe they did do something wrong. They should definitely not get, you know, they should definitely not be treated this way. Uh, but maybe they've done something wrong and they feel guilty about it. And, you know, they're not reaching out for real help. Um, but in my case, since I'm a a law-abiding citizen and uh, a pretty clean-cut guy, <clears throat> I, um, I'm being <clears> – <throat> the whole process of being, being manipulated, very, very technical, very manipulative. Uh, what I was going to say about the pictures, they actually change the dates on the pictures, and they will even touch up pictures. If you have 13,000 pictures, anybody that's listening to this, make sure you keep track of it because they will start sorting them around. And the reason for that is if anybody wanted to do some research on you and you had your pictures, for instance, on Google, uh, Google Plus um, on their hard drive where you can actually have people look at them, they're going to start messing around with the pictures and putting them at different dates because we work on timelines. When did this happen? How did he change you know, from one month to another or five years straight? So they, they move the pictures around in different months. So if anybody wanted to, you know, um, investigate your case, you're completely Not screwed. 
Oh, it's God. horrible. The 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 whole the you know this is for the targets that are getting. Um, I don't know how to explain it. There there's just more complicated targeting that is mainly wrapped around this person's uh, credible and this person probably can manage to have all the evidence together. So they their main prime um, thing is to, to make sure that your evidence is uh, tampered with. And um, it, it gets so technical, it's unbelievable. Um, like I said, even That's taking awesome. your pictures, That's they'll awesome. make you That's hold awesome. the camera awesome. a certain way, and they'll make you even... Um, the lighting has a lot to do with it, too. Um, these cuts are... Really okay. Yeah, we got the point, pretty much. Well, James, I, I tried to ask you a few times why you wrote in the chat room you should hear what the handlers have to say about you, Neil, and you didn't answer me. And I had sent you about 10 videos because you said you were going to compile a, a documentary for us and never heard anything happen. So I think that's kind of obvious. And you come on the call and just rattle on and rattle on. So get lost, okay? Enough. Go ahead, ma'am. No, anything else? Anybody else? You felt it too, huh? Yeah, I might as well bring this up too since it's in the chat room. Uh, Brian Toos sent a few letters around. I don't know why he's got a bug up his butt for Skizit and I and a few other people. <clears throat> telling people that they should stay away from Citizens Against Harmful Technology and Neil and Skizit. And I got some letters from one person that was very unhappy. Um, you know, I didn't really act rude in the email that I sent out to the people on the list. He had mailed it to. But my fear is that uh, as a guest that's in the room is is writing that, uh, Brian, too, says that I'm an agent. You know, go listen to the words to Waves of Darkness. Ask how many people on how many calls. I don't even have to bother to defend myself. But my concern is that anybody new coming into the scene, if they were to receive an email like that, that they might miss out on the support system that COT offers. So that's about all I have to say to that. I've never done anything to Brian. Uh, I've actually been diplomatic when he's taken over calls and, and said, hey, you know, this is about interaction and some of the information you share is definitely beneficial. I'm not into stifling that, but, uh, you know, you don't go spewing out emails on some list with 100 or 150 people bad-mouthing the people that are doing everything that they can. I mean, I, I've put my dreams on hold, I've put my life on hold, and I work my butt off to do what I can do, and so does Skizit. Uh, it's not easy for two people to run an organization and be on the front lines of a war, uh, a silent war, that you find your neighbors and friends and family, you know, that they don't get it. It, it. If you said that you hit a light pole at 60 miles an hour and your face was smashed in, People would come to the hospital and bring you flowers and candy and go feed your pets and all that. But if you say I'm being hit with microwave and this and that, they really just can't fathom the torture because you look sort of okay. 
Um, and, and this is a problem. So anyway, I, I just wanted to be known that Citizens Against Harmful Technology is a very sincere organization that we created out of necessity and out of compassion for all the people that, that have been hurt. And we, we put out things on YouTube videos, uh, you know, where there's stuff on TIs to let people know about COT so that they do realize there's a support system because uh, my heart aches every day. I never, my mind never shuts off. It never stops considering any strategies to help us and to stop this. And, and and I can't become unconcerned enough to not know this is being done on some level to the whole human race. And that, that 50%, if not more, of the planet doesn't even have a clue the depth of what's really happening, let alone the potential of, of things like using the cell towers to attack people in Rwanda, which I think was reported by Lorraine Moray uh, in one of her YouTube interviews, that the people that they targeted, they turned against each other using frequency warfare, subliminals, and entrainment. And the people that they attacked within two days had all killed each other or themselves. This is whites killing husbands, parents killing their children, killing themselves, killing each other. So it's off the deep end. So, you know, if anybody's offended, uh, if Brian, too, had something good to share that was beneficial to people that haven't heard the things he shared, I would never cut him off. But if he's going to send around emails saying, Neil and Skizit are CIA agents, and if you value your life, quote, unquote, Stay away from Citizens Against Harmful Technology and Neil and Skizit. Well, sorry, kids. I can't allow that to happen. Thank you. No, we're not agents, okay? We're risking our butts and we're being severely tortured for being on the front line of the silent war. I know many of you know that, so enough said. You almost... He almost appears as though he's planted by something, someone, for some reason, because it's getting ridiculous, the same repetition of the exact same phrases, sentences, and technology over and over and over. It's just un- it's abnormal. It's not normal. That's my opinion. I have a question. Actually, I'd like to address this issue. Leave because this message. Press 7. To save it in the archives, press mm-hmm. 9. Can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I'm gonna sorry. You to, if I cut you off, I'm just trying to find the background noise, okay? And I'll bring yeah. you back in. Go ahead. Um, okay, what was I going to say? I'd like to address this issue about, um, I recently found out, I've been listening to, I thought I was listening to TIProtects.com, um, the people on that list, and I just found out the other day that, I mean, I've just recently found out myself, this Freedom SOS, your call, your website, Neil, um, what else? Um, Bigger Than Snowden is, I think, Spencer Carter. But, I mean, why would someone be a perp? Like, why would someone set up, like, can I, I actually heard a woman say she, she was somebody else who runs another call. Her name, her, her voice sounds exactly like another woman. And uh, so why, I mean, why would someone do that? She actually has a call with Talk Show 
for TIs, and she came on the call tonight, and I believe it was her, and um, her voice sounded exactly, she gave a different name, and she was encouraging people to take that, use that CD, which to me, uh, it's scary, because you don't know if that CD, with everything else that is so crazy going on, that if that CD is going to lock in some frequency or make it worse for you. So uh, I'd like I've, to... I've proven it works, ma'am. Uh, I'm an electronic engineer. I invented it, and uh, we're helping quite a few people, and I do expect people to be suspicious, and I do expect uh, rumors to circulate and try to stop me, and, you know, I do expect all of that. Like, all I can what, do, what all could I can the do worst is my be? best. Like, I mean, I can't do any harm. Like... Like, it can't do any harm, right? I mean, I've listened to it. I have it myself. No. So, I mean, no, the, the, no op- the opposite side, I mean, I, you know, this stuff is so crazy. It's maddening um, what these people do. I mean, even what the other guy was saying about, I don't know, his face is being manipulated. It's just, it's crazy. Why? I mean, why would someone have these calls and try to hurt people for money, I guess? Well, I, I mean, in some cases, people are getting their life threatened they're getting their family members threatened and so it's this is organized crime and people say our government's doing this our government was infiltrated from the beginning by organized crime networks and they've established a stronghold and so to be accurate it's organized crime so watch the old mafia movies like you know with Elliot Ness the untouchables Back in those days, they had, you know, old 40s cars and machine guns, and and they entrapped people and slandered and lied and shot people and slit their throats and, and threatened their families or, you know, we're going to kill your wife and stuff her in the dryer, and when you come home, you'll get the message, won't you, buddy? Okay, so this is some of what's happening there are a few people that have been uh, hooked up to the V2K technology that have heard somebody say, I cannot do this to another woman, and they were crying, or I can see that you're a good person, and I would never choose to, to do this to you. I'm sorry. And they're in tears. So consider the variety that mm-hmm. some, of this, some of this is automated systems. Some of it is people that have been threatened, coerced. Uh, blackmailed, paid off. You you have to realize that, look, that the technology is going back into at least the 50s. Implant technology is showing back into the 70s. So uh, to be able to actually monitor somebody's life from a very young age that's now 60 or 70 years old and then say, well, I remember when you smoked pot at a party or you tried cocaine or you had sex with somebody that was underaged or you did a homosexual act and now you're in a reputable position with a family and a reputation, but the company you work for and the things that you're capable of doing, we need your services. So unless you want us to play the video that we have of you doing such and such and this and that, you're going to cooperate with us. This is another story that I read. I think it was in the the syndicate document. Anybody who wants a copy of it, email me at electricrose22 at Yahoo, and I'll send it to you. It's a, an insider 
speaking about how the syndicate works and the upper and lower echelons and job descriptions and things. So mm. hopefully that paints a, a bigger picture for you to understand. But I, I think in actuality, um, and what some other reports are confirming, is they would like you to think that there's millions and millions of agency people you know, waiting at 7-Eleven to trip you when you walk out the door with a Slurpee in your hand or make you drop your cup of coffee in the morning all over the floor. Um, it, it's it, the, the report from four whistleblowers in Army Research said it's not that way at all. A lot of it's automated and a lot of it's being done with high technology. And in actuality, they're somehow playing in another time-space dimension that with remote neural monitoring hooked up to monitor your thoughts, look out your eyes, uh, basically experience being you, they have a jump on the time to anticipate what you're going to do, and it only takes five minutes for them to take over any human being, is what these, these four whistleblowers through Army Research reported. So that's what they would do is take over some of the people around you when you go out to go out in the public and, you know, go shopping and do the things that you do to have a life. Yeah, well, I'm like, I, and I'm glad, in a way, I'm glad to hear that, not glad to hear that it's happening to other, like, I, I didn't know this was happening to me. Like, I had all these weird, you know, physical symptoms, and now it's just out and out torture for the past year. I mean, and I don't know how people, so financially, they've stopped my life for 10 years. I mean, I just, I mean, I can't even afford anything. I can't use shielding or, you know, it's just, I, I don't know how they're getting away with it. I well, it's really only a matter of time. All through history, there's been people that were arrogant and cocky and coming in to play their little conquest games and eventually they they end up being disempowered and uh you know i'm not saying this is like italian mafia i'm saying there's four organized crime networks from reports that i've read that are actually fighting to be the ones in one world control so as i've said before our blessing is for you to put your thoughts towards that their dishonor because there's no honor amongst thieves and they're violating universal law that what they are doing will come back to them that it's happening amongst them now and we're not seeing the chaos it's not that we wish anybody chaos uh, i'm not retaliatory or malicious by nature but i'm not a pussy either okay Sorry, I don't have another word to use, kids, but I'm not. I'm a real man uh, with a spine, and, and hurting women and children is enough to piss me off and make me stand on the front line of any war and fight to the death for what's right and good. Okay, but what's got to happen here is that, and what is happening is chaos amongst their ranks and chaos over organized crime networks fighting to get one world control and and these kind of things showing the dirt on Hillary Clinton 
uh, and Bill Clinton with his cocaine trafficking thing when he was governor in Arkansas and her somehow creating a, a good percentage of the market for Putin in Russia for uranium. Uh, the the twenty $20 million she paid Obama to be Secretary of the State and uh, you know just all kinds of dirt. George Bush Jr. coming out it's coming out the truth is uh, he's over on pedophile island having sex with children and others that are being reported. The truth is inevitable and it's being spilled out in many directions. And the only mm -hmm. honor that thieves have is to help each other long enough to steal whatever they're after, and they'll turn around and stab each other in the back if, if it's going to benefit them. So it's a matter of time. But, but I feel very strongly uh, and have always looked for justification in things that are unspeakable that this is being allowed to happen because half the human race is not being the stewards of the planet, they're not taking care of the things that we should all be caring and taking taking care of. of. It, it, it's our job. I mean, this is part of our sole lesson here, is to learn how to be the stewards, to learn how to love ourselves, which then allows you to learn how to love others. And also, unfortunately, in, in a duality reality, to 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 learn. I mean, this is a giant painful lesson for those who care, and I'm one of them, uh, to have the discernment to know where to, to put your efforts. Because sometimes we get tricked and somebody plays us and then we get used and, and screwed over. So I think that part of our lesson is also having discernment to be able to, uh, to know where to put our efforts and, and where to run like hell which means increasing your own intuition. And, I mean, things like being circumcised, cut a gland off of the male sex organ, that's reported to have made them be intuitive. So these things that were done and the pathetic excuses for doing that to a, a young male child, something in processed white sugar that cuts down on people's intuitive ability I'm sure there's more things on the list. And so that means we have to fight that much harder. When you're walking through a store and the hair on the back of your neck stands up and you turn around and there's somebody standing there and you look into their eyes and you feel something, even if you can't put your finger on what it is, you feel something coming from that person that's making you very uncomfortable. Listen to those things. So, so if, you know, put yourself in, in God's position. If you were a master creator and you had 7 billion children to raise and you knew that they had to learn these things because as it was pointed out in, in the movies from The Matrix, that the, the anomaly was free choice. So to create the perfect mathematical formula to allow every individual person to have a mind and a free will, then they would have to experience a dualistic, or what I refer to as duality reality, to be able to understand, based on the contrast, what's right and good to support and what's not. And so we all go through these lessons, and what do we gain? 
We gain wisdom, and that wisdom brings maturity, and that maturity brings grace. That says don't throw your cigarette butt out on the beach or out the window driving down the freeway because, you know what, seagulls cannot poop cigarette butts, okay? So if they eat it, it, it doesn't make it out the other end. They die. If you're mining gold and you're using cyanide to extract it, you don't do it in the water that people are going to be drinking. If you're out camping and you're changing your baby's diapers, you don't go rinse the diaper out in the creek that some kid might be playing in or, or take a drink of. You, you care enough to recycle. You care enough to stand up against companies like Monsanto and say, even if we can't stop you because we're not willing to go get a bunch of weapons and and stand out there and wreak havoc on you, we are not going to support you at all. And all right, all right. Well, listen, I have to say something. I'm trying to search for positives. I have to okay. say that... Um, and um, I did go on, I found the website, I think it was on Ellis Call, but I got this guy, and he said that I have several states, like Colorado has um, passed stalking laws, like um, where it hurts someone financially if she's being stalked on a property that she can leave and she doesn't have to lose, lose like, her credit rating or a FICO score. So, And I, I went on this website today, and it had a lot. It had North Carolina is addressing the stalking issues. Um, that was on the state level in Colorado. And I know the other part to me is the worst part is this electronic or the torture part. And it's funny how they, it's not funny, but I mean, I wish I had just had the stocking back. Um, but I, I guess this was the next level. But um, there are, uh, there are, um, I don't know. He was on. He's a guy. He's doing like what David Voigt did, going across the country, and um, but he has a website. But he had a lot of information. I have to. I'm just trying to pull uh, some positives out of it this year. That there are laws. There are states that are doing the stalking part of it. Laws. I just don't know how else to do this other part and bring it to people's attention so they don't think you're crazy. From what I've read, uh, it, it's actually on one level or another illegal to stock in every state. Yeah, there's federal laws too. And so, but well, I guess every situation is different, but the stocking for years was first. Um, I mean, it, it's, I mean, it, I don't know. It's hard to know where to go with this because uh, about the other stuff, you know, to stop it, I guess. Well, I mean, it is a challenge. You know, I I put R&D together just to get smart people all together so they would talk and figure some of this out. and, And they've done everything to slow down the efforts of the few that are still doing something from R&D. But um, we are dealing with some technologies that go through anything, and there's nothing we can do for a reasonable price to block those particular things. But uh, one thing that really is empowering is on whatever level that you can ignore it. Uh, for the most part, when I go out and the whole street theater thing happens, you know, I pull into a gas station today and there's one guy 
sitting in his truck over on one end of the parking lot, another guy sitting in a different truck uh, over on the other side of the parking lot. They've all they both got their window rolled halfway down. I give him that Clint Eastwood kind of look, get my gas, and and leave. And chances are they were probably heterodyning me and sending my GPS coordinates back to to the tower network that does the beam steering and sends frequencies to harm me. Uh, yeah, I mean, stalking, stalking usually is just, it's just like following someone. And, I mean, this whole other technology level is so out there. I mean, I know... I, I know I got hit really bad in the back, um, kind of like where my bra strap is in, in Walmart. Like it almost, um, I think I went shot. Yeah, Walmart's I mean, it, bad. Yeah, it hit my spine. And, um, you know, on the way home, there was a car following me, Chef TM. Like I just, it, they're so barbaric. I mean, and, you know. Ugh. That's why I'm helping people because I have the ability and, and my CD is working and, I have many, many testimony letters, but, you know, I, I expect uh, something's going to happen. They're going to try to stop me, you know. Yeah. Well, just keep that light around you because you've got a good heart. It's obvious, and, yeah, we are paying a price for doing whatever we can do to help, but what else can we do? Either care or yeah. you don't. Do what you're good at. I say expect protection because we are in a dualistic battle. There is some good things. There's been too many signs of things that have helped me in my hours of desperation. And there's been some really bad things that have been allowed to happen. But you, you take all these experiences and you put them on your resume and you find yourself to be a person who really knows what true compassion is. And really, the the strength of the fiber of your own character. So, in actuality, everybody that's under this kind of duress that really challenges you in so many ways, we're cleaning up our mental thought processes and and how we act. And you know, I'd have to say I already had compassion since I was little, but I have even more now. I mean, I, I've been treating a sick cat that lays in front of my screen doors and my garage door with my rife machine for heartworm and feline leukemia. And he's really skinny and he keeps coming back. And, and so it's that kind of compassion that makes the world go round. So in your hypersensitivity, you're actually evolving and becoming an even better person. And, of course, for all of us, there's times that we become cynical and, and get angry and everything. But, you know, don't beat yourself up. It's it's really too much for any human to endure. It's the fact that you bounce back and the fact that you love yourself enough to to even stay on the planet going through this duress. So give yourself a hug. Yeah, and it's important not to hate our attackers you know, the CIA, the NSA, you know, all the, we, we, that will absolutely destroy you inside and out if you constantly hate, hate, hate. You know, we do hate their actions, but they are our brothers and sisters. And we hate their actions and we hate their choices. But we have to look through the eyes of God and we have to not hate, you know. I want them in jail. 
Pardon me? It's not unnatural for you to feel what you feel. You know what Jesus said? He said, I don't hate you. I hate what you've done. I hate the things that you're doing. And and if you think about the details of what you're saying there, it's saying, I recognize you as a child of God or a child of the universe, of somebody that was given a heart and a mind and a conscience and the ability to reason and a mind and a free will to make your choices. And I'm not some guy sitting up on a cloud with a bullwhip ready to beat you for making mistakes. It's not that way. Go out there and experience it all, and you'll come back with a full resume, and you'll learn the value of the things that really matter. So, I mean, what Dave's saying, I'm glad he brought it up because uh, it's very easy to spiral down into those lower frequencies of hatred, and I'm sure all of you can hear it in the tone of my voice when I get angry on these calls. Uh, that, you know, I, I don't have a whole lot of tolerance for it after this many years and and how many sad stories I've heard of what you've all been through besides our own here. So uh, it, it's a good reminder just to say if you get caught up in the hating thing, it brings you down. And as Ann Landers said, hate is like acid. It destroys the vessel that it's stored in and what it's poured on. Yep. So thanks, Dave, because I needed that reminder right now. <laughs> okay. You're welcome. Neil, I've got a quote that's on my refrigerator that says, how other people treat you is their karma, how you react is yours. Oh, that's so true. That's funny because a friend of mine used to say, it's none of my business what you think of me. And, and I just I went, what? <laughs> no comprende. I had to really sit down and think about it. Well, these people are like, first of all, I want them in jail. And second of all, I mean, I can't, like, these are people I would never, ever want even, like, I would never even want sharing the same oxygen space. These people are disgusting. I can't imagine saying, I want to stalk someone. I want to bully someone. I want to torture someone. Wow. Oh, I can make money off of this? Wow. I can't imagine someone following me to the bathroom every day or narrating everything that I do. I mean, I can't imagine somebody being so insane doing that. I mean, You're under they, strong delusion. They're under strong delusion. Uh, you know, they're so they insane. Think. They are insane. These people are so. They are insane. That and, you should oh, spend yeah. less time worrying about what's being done and more time to creating a better life for yourself. Keeping very busy and putting it all behind you because you'll be happier. We have a very fragile life. Our heartbeats and our breaths are limited. Why waste them on trash? Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't give well, them mind space. Don't do well, it. Because right now, they're, where I live is I'm surrounded by it, and I'm we stuck, all by, are. We I'm all stuck are. financially. I walk by them in the hallway. We all are. We all yeah. have that. You're not, you don't have anything different than anybody else on these calls. But the but thing they, is, a lot of us handle it differently. They, a lot of us handle it differently. And they... They, so physically, you can't really have a normal life and get things done or think. I mean, I, I can't even tell you what they're doing to me. I mean, I, I, I read, I hear about these Do you get out of your house much or do you stay at home a lot? 
Yeah, as long as I sleep, but they're not. I'm not sleeping because. Well, I haven't slept in eight years normally. I am. I'm deprived of sleep every day. I'm up all night. As you see now, I don't sleep. I have cat naps twenty minutes at a time, maybe three or four times a day. That's my life, but I deal with it. I have to deal with it. I'm living my life faster. I'm going to be gone a whole lot quicker than everybody else because my life is racing by much quick, more quickly. But what the thing of it is, is you need to get out of your house because when you're home, you are a captive audience and you can be so targeted because they're mm-hmm. set up for you. When you're home, they have the whole system set up. When you go out and you walk out even on a trail or you go to a mall or you go someplace else, they're not so set up. They have remote types of things tracking you and doing terrible things, but it's not nearly as bad, in my opinion, as when you're sitting there and just waiting to be hit. So get up and get out. That's the big thing. And go with, meet people and do things with people. I most nobody knows what I live through. I sit right in front of them and I'm tortured to death, and they don't know what's happening because they would never believe me anyway. So I don't even waste my time with them or my breath. It's no way to live to waste your time giving them their satisfaction and pleasure. Just live your own life, and this what is what aggravates them more and sets them back. And they, you'll find it may not be as bad, but if they have you where they want you, they're going to just hammer you. So change the pattern. Change your life. Do things differently. Play music. Do you play music at your house? Uh, yeah. You yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. In the car. Play the music car loudly and play all kinds of pleasant music and play it loudly. Not low, loud. I think this also interferes the waves. I have a Bose, and I've seen that uh, sound system put out a candle, so I know there are waves coming out of that thing, and I sit in front of it a lot because it's right near where my computer is where I have to work, and I don't play that low. I mean, I I get to the point where I'm almost getting evicted, but that's okay. I'm going to try to live another day, another hour, and I'm doing it my way, and like I say, a lot of people I think would have been gone far longer long ago than I have been gone, and I do a lot of things with the environment that are cheap to shield because I don't have a lot of money to buy all kinds of wonderful clothing and everything that's made for uh, electric magnetic fields and microwaves and everything else, and I'm burnt up to a crisp all the time, and I can hardly defend myself from a lot of it, but I'm still going, and I'm still vertical, and yes, we all have pain. Right, Neil? Right, Dave? This is a lady who comes from Lithuania that's been through a lot and seen a lot that none of us have a, a clue what hard really is. So, And I, I tell say, all of you, you say they see through your eyes, shut your eyes. They can't see anything when your eyes are shut. I don't need my vision like everybody else does. So I purposely shut my eyes. At night, you all should be sleeping with a blinder on your eyes. I don't care if it's one of these kind they put on a horse, but you should have something over your eyes because I think your eyes are damaged while you're sleeping. I'm awake. Well, they have to be closed. They have to be, if your eyes are closed, you sleep better, but what they do is they, somehow they get your eyes open just a little bit. The eye doctor told me, make sure your eye, like wear something over your eyes so they are closed. And you can get on Amazon, you can get wonderful goggles and protective lenses. You can get laser protection that are black lenses. And they fit very loosely. You can wear them at night. Put a little soft cotton hat on your head to hold things together. And you'll see, if you cover your eyes, I think you're going to have a lot less 
um, visual cortex interference. And, and, of course, I'm on a different program than a lot of people because of my vision. But I still want to help other people. And I think you should all, every one of you, be covering your eyes at night. Sleeping mm-hmm. or not, your eyes are closed, but they can still get into them unless you cover them and make them yeah. accessible. It's very important for your... I don't know if it's, I can't remember, but it is very important. I didn't know, because I, I told my eye doctor I'm, something was happening. She's like, oh, your eyes aren't closed completely when you're sleeping, which is odd. So just for everybody out there, um, I, I don't know if it has to do with dream manipulation or what, or, but make sure, you, you know, it is important to make sure you, if you have a, a, a thing on your eyes, eyelids are closed, it helps. I can't remember which symptom. Well, I know one thing. The only time my eyes are open is when I'm in a social situation where I have to look normal. The rest of my life, my eyes are closed. And I know if they were open, I would not even be here today. So I walk around with my eyes closed. I don't need my vision because I can get around the world absolutely perfectly with no vision. So I'm different than all of you. But what I'm saying is try to do this. And like I say, the only time my eyes are open is when I'm around people and I have to talk and I have to be socially accepted and acceptable. But in other words, my eyes are closed right now. And uh, plus, I wear heavy-duty laser-protective lenses that welders wear. They're black. And then I cover that there with another pair that has um, stainless steel throughout them. And you can get all this stuff on Amazon. It's like twenty between 20 and $40 you can get hooked up with all this stuff that will protect you. And I mean protect you. Can I ask you, um, hon, can I jump in? Because my sure. eyes get hit 24 hours a day. And uh, so I'm walking around with eye drops all the time. I bought laser eyeglasses, but if I don't have a seal around my eyes, they cut. Uh, they can go underneath the glasses. You have the wrong kind. I have the ones that have the seal around the eyes. Like, um, I know, I ordered those in the beginning, and they fell off my head. I turned, put my head down, and they fell off. There was a lot of space. I could put my fingers between the glass and my cheek. But there are. there's another set, and I don't even know how to describe it. But it has kind of a funny, uh, fancy work on the bow where it connects with the front of the lenses. And that has a total seal around your eyes. It's like a goggle, but it's plastic. Because the problem I have is if I wear something for radiation, then they switch over to laser and laser my eyes. Well, I this, I, I feel the uh, the ones that say laser protective glasses or laser protective goggles that's what the welders wear, and they're black lens. When you're looking That's on Amazon, idea. make sure you get the black lens ones. So black. And I think th- those do help. I'm telling you, they do, because I can't be without them. I can wear dark-tinted glass glasses that are very dark, but they don't do the same thing. You have to have this, and it's just a crazy plastic lens. I'm, I'm telling you, it's not, no big deal, but it does make a whole big difference. And it doesn't, your eyes, it blocks the, the attacks at night? Yes, it does. And I wear them all the time. If I don't have them on, people will say, what did you do, break your glasses? Why aren't you wearing your glasses? Because people are so used to seeing me with a couple of hats and these black glasses on. That's just just the way they accept me. I tell them the reason why my my hat's on my head is because in my apartment, not seeing like I don't, um, if I leave them someplace, I don't know where I left them, so I keep them on my head so I know where they are. And that's my explanation, and they accept that. So they're called welder, welder? They're called, no, they're called... Laser protective glasses. Okay. And there's a couple there. They range, the ones that I look at that are decent, they're about $40. And uh, there's two that are very close in price. You'll see 
you'll see them, and they run something like, I think the numbers on them are something like 200 to uh, 2,000 or 1,400. It's a high number on the on the upper end. Oh, um, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, there are different oh, types for different uh, beams and that are hitting us and hitting welders from their work. I think so, welder, too. Welder glasses actually, I mean, when you think about what welders wear glasses from, you know, the heat, uh, I, they might help my eyes, too. That would be an interesting thing to well, look into. Well, that's what you have to do. I, I wish I could uh, check and see the number of, you know, what they are on um, Amazon. But I think if you look at it, you can mm. see. And if you get the ones that don't fit right, then send them back and get mm-hmm. the other pair. There's two that are very close in price. They're both 40-something very low, like they're a dollar or two apart. But they seal around your eyes so they can't... Yes, they, the pair that I have seals totally around my eyes. and my It, oh, it touches pretty. my cheekbone and across my eyebrow and all the way around. It's a total seal. Oh, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense, actually. And I've been telling everybody this for as long as I've been on these calls. I've been saying this to everybody. You can't go on without protecting your eyes. I can live without vision, but if all of you were <laughs> blind today, it would not be even funny. And do you know that all the research studies that have been done, people are not afraid of getting Alzheimer's. They're not afraid of getting terminal cancer. The fear that the whole world has globally is going totally blind. Do you know that? So protect your eyes, gang. I can't do a thing with my problem. I was born, you know, legally blind to begin with, and they have destroyed the rest of what I have. And what you're saying is true, too, about your, you know, if you're not legally blind, if you're squinting, they're not getting a clear image. And my proof of that was uh, being in a Chevy Nova, realizing they were looking out my eyes. This is about 15 years ago. And I started squinting and not looking at landmarks or street signs, drove through a bunch of residential streets, made U-turns, just if anybody was following me to keep close enough to keep on me, uh, they were doing it through landmarks to beam steer and GPS me. And I lost them. And for the first time in years, that R&M high-pitched frequency was not in my ears. So what mm. she's saying is very empowering. And I didn't have this tinnitus for 18 years. It just started this past January because they put they have two guys they hired that are absolute professionals. They're here to take me down, and I know that. And I, what they're doing is something that is not even being reported on these calls. So what I, I know what's happening, and I know why they're here, because I have been so strong to fight off everything they have thrown about at me for 18 years. So now they've got the big guns here. The real big guns. I I knew the day they came in, everything was absolutely different, Mm. totally different. And, I mean, what they do, and they know about my vision, and they have taken over this whole building. And there's, I'm not the only one they're targeting in this building, but I'm the worst case of it. I know three others I know, but they don't believe it, and they won't accept it, and they are in denial. 
but that's their problem. I can't do anything to help people that don't want to be helped. I've learned that a long time ago. Oh, I had to do something today. I mean, in my living situation, I don't live in subsidized. Well, it is subsidized through HUD, but it's owned by private investors, very wealthy investors. They own a lot of property, and I went on Twitter today. I couldn't hold it in. I just I, I wrote the secretary of HUD on Twitter. I said, please investigate this property. I mean, I sent letters before for help. Um, I mean, well, you know, you can I had to do local, something. You, I've I've been to the deputy um, at the top, second from the top in Washington D.C. headquarters of the FBI. They will do nothing, all the way down through the ranks to my local installation, which is a huge campus with many buildings of FBI. Because I'm on the border of Canada, they will do nothing. I've gone to the local police department since uh, 1997. They made it a big joke. I was a laughing stock of the, of the town. Mm-hmm. Recently, I have a report now because of the... I'm hitting it from a different way. I'm never going to be able to do anything with it. But I have a tremendous report from all that was stolen out of my apartment. I have a report that if anybody ever gets caught with a camera, I have uh, petty larceny, grand larceny, and second-degree burglary. I've written on a report from the sheriff's department. But that's as close as I can get, and I can't do a thing myself unless I have some help because I don't have enough vision to do pictures or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm, like I say, I, I'm not any worse than any one of you in many respects. But in other respects, I'm just stronger because... In my DNA, coming from the roots I came from in Europe, we have had to fight against tyranny. I was born under Stalin. I was born when Stalin was ravaging all of Europe. I was born then. So I've lived through it all my life, and most of my family was sent to Siberia and killed. So I know what's going on in the world from another aspect. I have dual citizenship with that country, so I watch what's happening with TIs over in Europe as well, because maybe somebody's going to crack this in some other country even. And I qualify being belonging to the European Union and carrying a European Union passport, which is very valuable today. So consequently, I'm looking at it for all you guys from all aspects all the time, and I'm compiling news right now that I send out to about 20,000 people. And I've sent some to Neil so he knows that I'm, I'm constantly vigilant about what's going on in Europe. But just stay strong, gang, and there's a lot of ways you need to protect yourself. And if you have to save for a couple months to buy something that costs $40 or $10 or $20, I am very poor because I do nothing. Everything I do, I don't get a penny for the last 40 years. I've helped people all over the world, and I've never received a penny for my services, just like Dave. So consequently, I have no money. I'm poor, and they've stolen everything that's worth anything in my life. Anyway, that's material. So they've put me into this even worse. I did have a savings, but that, of course, is gone. Just replacing the things they keep destroying on me, you know, that I need to survive. Maybe like yeah. a winter coat or some underwear or whatever. You know, I have to keep replacing these things. Mm-hmm. So we all have burdens, and they're all different for all of us. We all have a basic same program, as far as I'm concerned, the same playbook. But then there's a lot of customization for each of us based on what they have learned Dave and Neil, I think you can speak to this because um, I think, you know, some of us have only local, some have satellites, some have this. Well, I think I have to have the whole nine yards. Yeah. <laughs> They're I getting all I'm their tests too. done on one person. <laughs> mm, me too. 
And the thing is, too, like, uh, well, I would say since uh, December 23rd was, like, the escalation, but the past year has been really bad. So a lot of these, I know a lot of you, I mean, it's just, um, I I don't know. I mean, that I hear people on these calls all the time that, I mean, it's, this has been going on for years, 10 years, or, I mean. Some people 40. How about that? I've heard 40. And the thing, it's so bad. Like, people it's don't burnt. know about it. Like, the thing is, I don't even know how to, like, my aunt said, sounds like Star Wars, and she's older. I mean, that's the best way to describe it, but I don't want her to know about it anyway. I mean, I, I have 17 nieces and nephews, and they've threatened them, you know, indirectly. But, um. Yeah, you've got to be careful not to involve others because I know that everybody that I'm in communication with, their computers are also affected. When I am doing specific work with someone that I've never worked with before, all of a sudden their computer is totally destroyed. All of our work is the only work that's removed. You can see that your friends will be affected by this program. Mm -hmm. Not only you, it's your family Mm -hmm. and your friends through the computer, as far as I'm concerned. I've seen it. I I can show you evidence of that. Yeah, My, no, they use one them. Of, they use them. Like, I'll go to a mall, and I'm in, uh, in another state, Massachusetts, to a Walmart first time. There'll be huge trucks with my um, cousin's last names on them, like 18-wheelers. Or, I mean, uh, so, but but some of them have, like, ways, like, can, some of them can hire lawyers, you know. I think, I don't know, I can't. I mean, I well, don't even. a lot of us can't. A lot of, People who have money can go much further than we. a lot of us can. Maybe someday there's going to be a release for everyone and a freedom for all of us. I have an editor that she had 5,000 of my important files, my important documents removed from her computer. It was only to do with my book. It was nothing other, not even one other thing, 5,000. So, give, you know, I mean, they can do anything they want. They can totally control your life, totally. And when I complained to the FBI, I was so naive in the beginning. I was demanding a new Social Security number. What a joke. I mean, I look at it and I laugh. Mm. I mean, they they can get my Social Security number no matter what it is within a minute. It's no problem. Well, that's why I asked Ella. I mean, Karen Stewart was on a call recently, and so she was talking about information packets to give to the governor, the city council, or something. I need something in words that somebody. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and just take it. I mean, I get a. I, I mean, I mean, what else can they do? I mean, I. So I'm waiting. But you have for that. to follow that route. You have to make sure you're on those calls where they discuss that and learn that information and use mm. it. We all yeah. have to do whatever we think is the best for us and to help others in the community well i live in newport rhode island and i live you know the newport what war college raytheon right next door makes the weapons i mean oh that's uh, wonderful yeah <laughs> i mean like i'm in a i'm in a i mean but the, yeah so it's it's a bad and it's interesting hearing everyone's situation is different. I think That's mine right. has to do with the private investors. So I'm my only hope is that this has to do with corruption and money and something and they want to keep quiet what they've done to me on this property. So I'm trying to with the new election and everything I'm trying to I mean I, I can't just sit here and be burned by these people every day and be tortured. I, my suggestion to you and to a lot of people is to always have hope, but you've got to work and do something positive. Mm-hmm. I, I have flyers, and it costs me a lot of money each month, which comes out of my food budget, 
but I circulate fires. I leave them in grocery stores next to tuna cans because you know the yuppies of today will be getting all the tuna because that's good and it's protein and it's low fat. I leave them in libraries. I leave them under piles of magazines and doctor's offices. I just leave them without telling people. I don't ask permission. I just leave them. And nobody's done anything to me yet. No, I haven't landed in prison. If I do, I'll, I'll call and ask for somebody to bring me some lunch. But otherwise, I'm, I still keep doing this. And I think it's important. Mm-hmm. It is. You have to do something to help the, the whole world and the community as well, not just ourselves. That, that's it right there. That's this, one of the keys to the universe is going and doing something for somebody else, and then you'll find that your needs and some of your desires will be met. Mm-hmm. I have learned this. You will bend over backwards to be love, but then when you're in your hour of need, some kind of miracle will happen for you and, and good things come. I mean, it, it doesn't mean you can cry out to the universe and say, please stop this torture. It hasn't stopped for me. But but I can't deny, I mean, so many things came to me after my house was burned to the ground with no insurance to rebuild my life. And, and to know what hardship is really builds a, a deeper character, and, and it makes you more intimate with yourself and realizing that the core fiber of who you are, you really have the tenacity to hold on to against the odds. Before mm-hmm. this all happened to all of us, we were had a very good life. At least I did. I had a I had a wonderful family. I still have hundreds of wonderful friends. So consequently, it's now my turn to give back to the earth for all that I had all my life. That's what I'm doing now, and I'm working very hard right now tonight, even. And it makes you appreciate the little things that come back to you too, doesn't That's it? That's right. That's right. All and people do so care. Good. Your true friends do care. Oh, I think people will care once they know about it. It's just amazing, like, people don't know about it. That is what it's like, you know. It hasn't hit the national media yet, and it's being um, controlled so it won't as long as possible. So we're fighting against that big media problem where seven, I believe it's seven companies in this country control all of our media, and they're not letting it out as as much as they could. I mean, it could be on a uh, one of these uh, 2020 or uh, more on 60 minutes, you know, to have a whole hour uh, dedicated to this thing. But there there there's so much control of it that they don't want it out. They want to get their money's worth and do as much damage as they can in the meantime. Well, I'm waiting to see what the president says about, he said he, two weeks we would have some information about what he meant by surveillance, not wiretapping, but what, whether it's electronic surveillance, which affects us, if he's going to go there with the, with, um, with the country or if, if I don't know. I well, mean, I'll tell you, if he does something as to help us and to really get us out of this, he might turn up like Kennedy and you might see him either assassinated or... Oh, I know. I've seen happens. that on the web that... that I, I do pray for him, and I mean, I do see he is. He is. His, he's making strides. He's done. All, he's doing his things his own way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah, know, right. I mean, like, really. You know? So, you can. Well, he doesn't him? really know the right way. I mean, he, he's not a politician. He's <laughs> only a businessman, so exactly. he doesn't know what yeah, he's, he's supposed a, to be doing. It, so he does it any way he wants. That's <laughs> I all. I know. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's something about the alchemy of him. He's definitely different, and that arrogance right. he has in him might pay off in some good ways because he's stepping on some toes that haven't been stepped on for, for way too long. Yeah. Well, hey, I, I'd like to take a minute and share this. It's something that I don't think I ever shared on any calls, but uh, somebody posted in the chat room a link from Educate Yourself, uh, what is it, dot .org. Excellent page. site. Um, let me find the page here. Oh, this is embarrassing. Where's my page? Let's see. Um, anyway, it's it's talking about Wil Wilhelm Reich and his research and orgone technology and the capabilities of these little orgone things that people are building and I'm here to say I built what's called the Chem Buster to neutralize chemtrails and it reported to clear the air. Uh, about seven and a half miles out in all directions. And mm. I, I saw it do this. It cost me $125 in materials to build it. It wasn't really elaborate, but it had to be right. And it did do it. And it also drew a, a black military helicopter to my property. <laughs> I started mm. microwaved really hardcore. And then I you know, thought, well, if I smash this unit, they'll quit doing it. Okay, I'm here to tell you they don't quit doing it, okay? So just be who you are, but don't put yourself in more harm's way than you can handle. But anyway, uh, the, in this article on educateyourself.org, he's talking about inorganic materials and then goes into sand and glass fibers, so we're talking about fiberglass. And uh, if you go over to harborfreight.com, they sell a coated fiberglass blanket uh, in some different sizes, like 4x6, 6x8. There's one other size, and they're, you know, $20, $30, $40 a piece. So um, it was something I thought about doing because lynx fat can be laminated to actually make some quilted link stat with one of these fiberglass blankets on the inside. And it's something I haven't gotten around to doing. It's reported to be blocking a lot of the EMF stuff. Mm. One uh, thing you can also use, Neil, is at Home Depot, I got a huge water tank cover. That is the exact same thing. It's fiberglass in the middle with an outer cover. It doesn't stand up for a whole long time, but it isn't that expensive that it can't be replaced. But that's the same thing that you can get just right there at your local Home Depot, too. And it's fiberglass? Yeah, it's fiberglass in the middle, so the fibers do come through unless you cover it some way and put it in a blanket or a quilted cotton or something or other because it will give off the fibers from the inside out. You have to be careful. You don't want to get that in your environment. Yeah, in in the welding blankets, they're they're actually coated. They're kind of heavy, but they're very full bodied, and it's it's woven fiberglass, and it's been coated with something so the fiberglass won't go into the air. Well, that's even better. That's good. That's from Harbor Freight. Yeah, and the prices are reasonable. It, It says 
It says in this article, I found out a few years ago from an old Borderlands journal that fiberglass cloth may play a big role in shielding from all types of EMF radiation. Quartz, silice, S-I-L-I-S-C-I-C-E, never heard of that, is a word which refers to thread made from glass. Fiberglass cloth, of course, is made from glass thread. Sand, from which glass, and in turn fiberglass cloth, is most mostly made, is composed of quartz silica, silicone dioxide. Besides wrapping things in fiberglass cloth, draperies, for example, could be made with fiberglass cloth. Fiberglass cloth could also be epoxied to walls, ceilings, and floors. Uh, mm. Also found that nylon or Dacron rope could be wound in an SBB coil. I'm not sure what that is. Maybe something to do with some of the organ coils that are wound. Configurations and sewn together with nylon thread uh, make the disc big enough, and you could place it over a TV, computer, monitor, refrigerator, telephone, etc. Uh, so anyway, the website is educate dash yourself dot org and you'll find an EMF shielding section. Make sure you have a really good antivirus if you go on this site. Uh they had completely trashed a computer on me, you know, over ten years ago for getting some of the good things and, and knowing some of the people that had posted things here. It's uh, mm. Thank information. You. Yeah. There's a lot of good articles on that site. Yeah, there is. And you know what Luda's saying about get out and do things? Uh, is they put us in this inertia that makes us stay home. And even if there's street theater and stuff going on when I go out, uh, I always feel better for going out, for, for moving around, for getting a variety of input. And I find all too often that too many days are taken up with doing this and that and everything, and there's too many things to do, and the list is never going to end. Mm -hmm. So you really do have to love yourself enough to just stop, get in the car, hop on a bicycle, take a walk, whatever, get out of that that hot zone box that you're living in because it's very well set up to affect you and hurt you and torture you all day and night in, in a variety of ways. Like I say, I pay a lot of rent for a, a death chamber I can't live in. Yeah, yep. I know, I got pretty angry today hearing the creaking on the, the ceiling above me, and I said, you know, I pay my property tax and, and do everything. I don't hurt anybody, yet you're here, what, aiming through the wall radar at me? I'm feeling you trying to hit me where my hat isn't. You know, forehead and temples, they go for a lot. They they want to heat up your temporal lobes uh, because that gets the connection for them to to do their entrainment stuff, is what one report said. Yeah, you can feel them and you can even hear them. If you put a cardboard box on your head over all your other shielding and hats and everything else, you can hear the pings hitting the box. Now, normal circumstances, there's no reason for any of that noise to be happening if you were living in a, a pure, pristine, peaceful 
environment. That would never be happening. That's coming from outside. That's directed energy. That's pinging all over the place, and I can hear it off the walls. Off, uh, it makes a smack on wood, it, but on a, on a cardboard box right near your ears, you can really hear it. It's like sometimes even like a meteor shower. Like on Dave's tape, there's one section where it's um, it sounds like um, raindrops being very loud, you know, banging, 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 bang. and you can hear that on the cardboard box. Try it. Mm. I hear it too on some of my shielding stuff and in the link. Sure, you can hear it. It'll 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 ping. And I'll hear it popping. And if you have something like a lot of things, and just for the fun of it, put a stainless steel bowl on top of that, you should hear the racket. I can imagine. <laughs> it's like sleeping under a tin roof. That's a good idea. Pardon? Does the stainless steel help protect your head? Yes, it does. But I have other stuff, a lot of stuff below it. I don't put it in any place near my head. But it was funny when I was, uh, I had to leave because I just couldn't take it. I went to Des Moines, Iowa a couple years ago for two months and stayed with a friend. And I went to their local uh, department store in a mall. And I walked in and I said to the fella working in the housewares, I said, where's your set of three stainless steel bowls? Do you sell one? And he said, yeah. And I went over, walked over, took the largest one, took the largest one, put it on my head. He looked at me really weird, and I said, "Well, it fits. You got to sale. I'll take it." Because <laughs> I had no shielding, I couldn't carry it on the plane or anything. I didn't have enough room, so I had to buy a few things there. But I do believe in that big bowl on top of everything. What have you found works really good for your head? Well, I think. Um, uh, the link stat. If you can line a leather uh, cowboy hat, I think leather is one of the best things. You can wear a leather sneakers. You can wear a leather pants if you can afford them, which I can't. But a leather cowboy hat, and I have three of them in decreasing and increasing sizes. And in between, I put uh, link stat in different places. And uh, I don't know how to line a baseball cap. I can't figure that out to save my soul. So I'm using. Um, rectangular pieces and round in the top of it and in different layers i put different pieces of links that well i have three three of these it's heavy three leather hats on my head and i guarantee you not a whole lot's getting through that but stainless steel bowl on top of the whole thing i don't think so wow that's great just it was just i i'm doing everything from common sense i'm just thinking just with what I have and what I can afford to buy, which isn't a lot every month anymore. If I had some money, I could do a whole lot better job at this. But um, I don't have any coordination anymore because it's affecting my nervous system. I had two spinal cord surgeries years ago, and, and then my nervous system um, just is having a tough time holding up to... Um, Maybe you have a friend who could help you cut and do things like that, measure. Yeah, I have, this, I have the squares cut for the hat. I just can't coordinate. Uh, it, would, it would take me a month to make a hat. Yeah, I haven't been able to. I have a very nice, perfect baseball cap. It's actually from Lithuania. It's black. It's got a lot of pretty colored, bright colored designs on it, and it's large. So I know I could fit a lot of stuff in it, but I just can't figure out how to make the round part. Right. Well, here's what you do. I've done a few of these now, and I've gotten pretty good at it. 
Yeah, How about I send part... you my hat? <laughs> no, don't do that to me, please. Sorry. Um, it's just a matter of time and too many projects. But at any rate, if you were to get a balloon and blow up the balloon into the hat, uh, the kind of hats that work, uh, you have a flexible like waistband material inside the hat, mm-hmm. and so you you put your first layer of link stat in there and it's all wrinkling up and it's fighting you and it really seems like an exercise in futility the first layer being the hardest now if you blow up a balloon while you're pressing down you've got the hat laying on the table upside down the first layer of link stat stuck in there it's all wrinkling up spread the wrinkles around evenly around that whole circle Stick a balloon in there, partially blown up, and then start blowing it up more and take a a tape measure or a soft cloth uh, seamstress-type measuring thing. Measure the diameter of your head and then blow the balloon up inside the hat so it's the same diameter as what would be comfortable to fit on your head. Now where all the wrinkles are coming up out of it, Uh, Bear in mind, you've started with an 18-inch square piece, and this is why it takes, uh, you know, two three-foot by four-foot pieces to get eight pieces to make an eight-layer hat, is you're you're taking a a three-by-three, I guess it's six feet of, you you take a three-foot square piece of the link stat, you cut it into quarters, now you've got four 18-inch square pieces take the 18-inch square piece and center it as you're stuffing it into the hat. Then you can cut off some of the excess around it so you have less of the wrinkly stuff fighting you. Spread your wrinkles out. Then where the wrinkles happen, you you cut right down the center of the wrinkle going into the hat, and that allows where it was wrinkling for it to fold over and then it starts to take shape. Mm. And, and and I find electrical tape, it, it's lasted for years in holding it together. Sometimes you won't make your cuts far enough, and you'll end up with a little extra wrinkle more more towards like where the top of your head would be. Um, the better you can get the shape in that first piece, then after you've taped up where you've cut down the center of the wrinkles and freed up stress on it, then it'll hold its shape. You take it out of the hat, and the second piece, you can set your first shaped piece on top of the second piece and start working over that. Um, probably look this up on the Internet. When you're doing murals or wallpaper, there's something called a double cut. So where you have a wrinkle, you've made a cut, and now... Uh, those two pieces are coming over the top, one overlapping over the other, uh, which is relieving some of the stress. And by cutting down the center of where those two pieces are overlapping each other allows you to take that extra material that you really don't need in there, making it more lumpy and misshapen. Uh, And so by... It ends up being that because you're cutting down the center of this long wrinkle sticking up out of the hat, 
um, that where they've folded over is kind of making a triangular shape. And so where where the thing folds over, you look underneath it, find about the center, and then you cut both pieces that are overlapping. And then that gives you two little pieces of scrap that come off right where you've cut it to a point. Uh, this might sound a little confusing in uh, the way I'm saying it, but when you're actually doing it hands-on, uh, it, it works out. And the first piece is just plain frustrating because you're trying to get as good of a shape for whatever type of a hat you're making. And remember, eight layers of this menage going on. <laughs> I know, and I believe you, I've tried, I've tried less and... It's like, you know, they sat there and watched me make it. I'm laying in bed watching a movie and making a fresh hat because the other one was, you know, three or four years old. And uh, so I had six layers done, and I stuffed it in there, and I was happy to have it done. It took hours to do it. It just does. It's worth it. Um, and so they started going right through the top of the hat, right through the top of my head, probably right to my pineal gland. and. I was like, okay, well, I don't get to tell anybody that you get away with six layers because you don't. Um, and then for those who don't know, I'm sorry I haven't made a YouTube video. I've just been busy and, and also dealing with health stuff because they're trying to slow me down. Um, but uh, it, it, it ends up being that you take a, another baseball cap and you cut the visor off the other baseball cap and that becomes the liner that you use to get your inside liner for your hat because you don't want the the links that to be touching your head anywhere. Come on, Lele. Want a cookie? Oops, sorry. I can't even figure out your instructions about the grounding clip in an apartment. <laughs> but hey guys. <laughs> I don't know, am I supposed to attach myself to with a with a wire? <laughs> well yeah, you are. I mean uh, it's very simple that you're just thinking about how am I gonna get myself so that I'm touching the dirt on the ground. Okay, so uh, if you... I live in an apartment on the second floor, how can I do it in the pot in the apartment? Look out your window, see if there's any rain gutters that are nearby. Mm-hmm. And if you're lucky enough that there is, then you just take your fingernail file and you scrape a little bit of paint off that rain gutter outside your window, and you attach a wire onto there. And then late at night when everybody's in bed, you go out and uh take a little piece of wire and attach it to the rain gutter and stick it down in the dirt. And that way you can use the rain gutter. Anything metal, a metal pipe going to a light, the same thing. If it's painted, just take a fingernail file, scrape off a little bit of the the paint that's covering it so that you can get a wire that'll be touching that bare metal and then go down to to where the earth is where that pipe runs down into an electrical box. If it's a metal conduit that's going into the electrical box, it is going to be attached to the metal electrical box 
and the metal electrical box will be attached to the ground rod in the earth, so you won't have to do anything down at the bottom. So the whole trick is, you know, keeping everything hidden so that it doesn't draw any kind of attention that the manager would bother you or anybody would wonder what the hell you're doing. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I mean, the basic thing is metal does conduct uh, when you're in situations where you're up on the second or third floor or higher. Um, anything metal that's going all the way down either into an electrical box or to the earth, or if you have to help it and put a little piece of wire that's running to the earth too, uh, then when, when you hook on to that wire, you will be touching the earth. That makes okay. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where is the pineal gland located on our head? Pretty much uh, center. I don't know how deep it is, but... On the top or the back? Yeah, top, apparently. Top. Pretty top center. And it's an important gland that, you know, I mean, all of our endocrine system is part of our life support because it tells us, our bodies, to do certain things. But, uh, you know, there's... It's not a mystery that there's a giant pine cone sitting in the courtyard at the Vatican. That's supposed to be the, our connection to God or all that is. Um, and apparently they're microwaving it to calcify it because they're trying to block off our natural connection to this representative of love. And this is one of the reasons that I really believe that there's a kind of a frequency raising happening on the planet, and those that are on the dark side know this, and they're trying to bring people down, make them lose their connection with this love, make them not believe in God, make them give up on God, give up on love, and get us angry because that drops our frequency. Because uh, it, it re- really... <laughs> A lot of information kind of points to what I call reverse rapture, where it ends up being the ones that can't survive here are the ones that couldn't raise their frequency to meet the fact that a cycle that happens every 26,000, approximately 920 years, the frequency raises on this planet, and these parasitic things cannot stay. They can't exist here. So they're trying to bring us all down so that that doesn't happen. I, I think there's some validity to it. Oh, I believe it. I believe that, actually. Because I've noticed the quality of people on these calls, you know, um, you know, are peaceful, you know, which is interesting. And they're not. But they are trying to um, deduce our frequencies, right, from what I understand? Well, they don't, I don't know how many of you would say yes to this. I could mute everybody and say hit star eight if this is true. Uh, there's kind of a collective energy around on different days. And so Saturdays, people would do their laundry and mow the lawn and catch up on things and go do something fun at night. Sunday, a lot of people go to church. There's a lot of spiritual energy in the air. Um even not going to church, you still feel the themes. Monday morning, oh, geez, here we are, you know, another work week. 
Wednesday's hump day, yay, it's going to be, you know, Friday soon. That kind of energy, because there's so many people doing those themes. Uh, I find on a Sunday myself sitting out in the garage and just having spiritual contemplation and feeling very loving. And then, man, I'm telling you, something will come in and do something to irritate me. And it's to drop my frequency. It's happened so many times, let alone on holidays. I'm sure if I mute everybody and say hit star eight, if every holiday comes along and they trash it. So it's your birthday, Valentine's Day, Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever. Uh, they do things. They're trying to ruin it. It's not even just taking the joy out of everything. I'll say, well, fine, I'm not going to celebrate my birthday on my birthday. I'm going to do it on a day spontaneously, and then that way you don't get to wreck my birthday because they've done it every year for more than a decade. It's it's everything to drop your frequency, and part of human health is having some joy and some fulfillment and some dreams to pursue, so they're trying to suck the life out of every drop of that. Yeah, your vibration and frequency is very important during these times. Yeah, it is. And it's a real challenge to keep it up all the time. You know? Mhm. Yeah. But it does make sense. They don't have that, you know. And uh, that's maybe what they're trying to figure out, how they can have it. And uh <laughs> trying to figure out what other people have that they can't ever have except maybe by a computer program. Maybe they think they can get it that way, but they will never have it. Yeah, I mean, you know, how can you really get the endorphins that you feel when you just stopped and helped somebody that had a flat tire or ran out of gas or, you know, needed to borrow a cup of sugar or whatever? You get a feeling, and that feeling makes you feel good. And then when you're in a bind and somebody comes along and helps you, you really feel acknowledged and you feel that same feeling. And so I say, all right, you know, I, I talk out loud a lot all day long. I'm alone most of the time. And I I just say, you know, I hope you guys are putting together all of my philosophical contemplations because... Uh, I say these things out loud because I figure I'm monitored and that maybe somebody will actually be listening. That, that you know, hey, supercomputer, you are being cheated out of getting to feel what love and compassion really is. And you might want to consider those who programmed you just programmed you to use you to create chaos that they could profit from. And it's backfired on them. It's out of control. I mean, that pretty much comes from Robert Duncan, too, on Brain Invaders with Jesse Ventura, Conspiracy Theory Show you can see on YouTube. Mm-hmm. When uh, Jesse says, well, <laughs> you know, is there anything we can do? You know, Jesse used to be a boxer, so he kind of put on his male side and well, said, well, who do we go after? I'll kick some butt. And he was not kidding when he saw that this whole thing was really real, talking to, to all those TIs in that interview. And he then, you know, he realized it's just 
very, very powerful and, and, and silent, you know, not easy to find. And he asked Robert Duncan, is there anything we can do? Is it too late? And Robert Duncan gets this, you know, pretty sad look on his face and, and says, no, I, I don't think it can be stopped. Mm. But universal law will, won't allow this to keep going. It does seem like it's fallen apart at the seams with the CIA losing control of that technology. Um, And that's coming, you know, from WikiLeaks. And then the president said he's being surveilled, not wiretapped. And Kelly and Conway says, oh, the microwave (laughs) camera, which he had wrong. Oh, I'm not Inspector Gadget, but there's other ways to surveil people. So it just seems like... Yeah, it's almost ready to bust, wide open. I, I feel that, too. I think this is the last great war, and I've felt this for 20 years, and that what has been parasitic against the human race for centuries is finally going to lift. And, and what will we walk away with? What if, what if we're all given a brand-new life and a brand-new body but we all have all of the experience of what we've been through in our lives, all that wisdom. And, you know, how much would everybody appreciate it right now if this whole thing just lifted off of us? We'd probably be floating off the floor. I mean, all of a sudden you had enough money and a good job and friends and your family loves you and you're driving a decent enough car and living in a decent enough house. We would appreciate everything so much because we have it so hard. And and we feel this thing, you know, just like putting a ton of bricks on our shoulder shoulders in, in every moment. It, it's hard. It's beyond hard. It's harder than anything we ever thought we would have to endure. Well, someone told me that you needed, like, I guess it's kind of like the yin-yang or the good and the bad or the light and the dark. And I was like, why do you need the dark? I really don't understand it. But um, I forgot what I was going to say. I guess I really don't understand it. Well, it'll (laughs) come back to you. But, you know, I'll just tell you, why is this world the way it is? Because it's the contrast. Look around at people that are born into families with tons of money and and there's a maid, and they can snap their fingers and say, make me French toast, go clean up my room, take me to the park, I want that, and go get it. Uh, they, they, they aren't in touch with that other side that you get when you had to go out and work hard for some money, and then you appreciate having the money to buy that thing that you wanted. I mean, for a lot of us, it gets down to appreciating a meal that we put on the table for ourselves and being able to to pay our bills and keep our head above water. And if there's anything left over to get something you really want, you really appreciate it. But if it was easy come, easy go, you wouldn't. And and this is what the purpose of this contrast is. And And unfortunately, a lot of humanity... And I hate to say this, but a, a lot of Americans uh, just take it for granted like America is a cornucopia or something. 
it's too easy come, easy go. Uh, I see people waste food and stuff, and I'm like, God, you know, you, there's people that are hungry here in our country, let alone all over the world. Being you know, I, I was just thinking, people would really, you know, for people to understand this type of weaponry that is available and has been in use for a long time, I mean, I really didn't know it till a couple, well, I'd say a couple months ago, and then I looked back well, a year ago, well, was that just a, you know, riot gear they used on me to make the tinnitus, like, and then I go back and think, well, I had a job in an in-home office, and now I'm like, oh, wait a minute, but, you know, I mean, I guess that's where I'm at today, it's like, it's just, um, I mean, it would just, the, uh, the education is going to be really important for people, um, I guess I, that's, I'm in the shock phase of this. Uh, you know that it's like you, like your whole world is like uh, you don't want to believe it. You know, you just. I mean, my 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 nickname in college was Giggles. You know, I get, just laughed all the time. That was my joy. I mean, I always have it. You know, I'm always like trying to create something. I think everyone is. I mean, create. It doesn't mean just children. Just creating anything, a plan or creating a project, creating your day, and it's just. Uh, I used to love Newport. You know, I came here with my girlfriend when I graduated from college, and her dad was an admiral in the Navy. There's the Navy base here. Her brother worked for Pen- the Pentagon. And just in, well, the, well, he, the, he's retired and he's passed, but uh, just, I used to love this. You know, Newport's right by the ocean and everything, and it's just now it's it's like gang stalking. <laughs> No, it's unreal. Yeah, their faces. You know what I'm thinking about? These people, their faces are so unreal. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't talk about that part of it. I don't want to give them our energy, but just like how miserable they are. A lot of them, like, their faces get all scrunched up. And I have to say, like, joy is joy, you know. Love is love. Creation. Well, there's a variety of things happening. been something that was masterminded a long time ago and slowly implemented as they could put the systems together. But they want complete control. And it comes back to the same thing, you know. If you if you steal millions of dollars from people doing some kind of a business deal and justify it as well, you know, that's business. That's a lot of people believe that to be true. Um then it's easy come, easy go for them, and they're out of balance. This is where hardship serves people. If you really have to work for something, then you really do appreciate it. Well, they they want it all. I mean, I guess this is the the disease part of being a megalomaniac. You want to control everything, and and that just becomes not human. And they really sold their soul to the devil, so to speak. Yeah, it's funny because Robert Duncanson's Project Soul Catcher, they're trying to catch our soul. The truth is they don't have one. So they can, you know, try you know, get that baseball mitt and try to do this and that and the other thing. 
<laughs> they're never going to be right. These people are never ever going to be right. And we and we are like is the is Project Soul Catcher. They're trying to get something like you said, like they don't have like you know because love is a certain frequency and joy and um, misery is is a lower vibration and frequency. It's a miserable way to be. I mean. And they they can't really. I mean, it is hard. Makes you work for it. Makes you search for your God or your higher power. Um, yeah. Okay, they can't yeah. take. They can't take it. You have to reach to the bottom. I mean, unfortunately, things like anger. If you keep feeding on it, it just spirals you deeper down the hole. And I think some people just reach a point where they figure it's they're just too far down that hole to ever find their way up out. But it's really not true. It's just a conscious decision. Having to clean up the chat room here a little bit, so feel okay. free to talk. Am I the only one out here? <laughs> Anybody yeah, I'm wondering, there? hey, uh, you know, hit star eight on your phone if you want to be unmuted, and I'll catch up on that, too. I've been multitasking and look at some other websites to see if I have some things to to share. So I'll unmute some people. And I do love your website. This is, I found that one. Well, you can thank Skizit for that. That's all her hard work. Who's Skizit now? Uh, Skizit. Never, I heard just heard that tonight, yes, man. Yeah, she built the website, and she also has a YouTube with over 100 YouTube videos on everything from Morgellons to all the whole street theater, organized stocking. And you can, her YouTube channel is Skizit Gesture, which is G-E-S-T-U-R-E, all one word, so S-K-I-Z-I-T. Okay. Welcome. Welcome, New York. What you doing out there, D? I'm hanging in there just trying to keep my head together with the Lord's love behind me. Really. I've had an eventful week. But it's good to hear y'all talk because I've been listening in the background for about half an hour. You guys, one day we're going to get together and we're going to play softball. Good <laughs> <laughs> evening. And we're going to be happy as all this is coming uh-huh. out, little by little. You know, you and guys... we're meant to be happy. Do you feel the energy moving around this? I do. Yeah, big time. I, mean, I feel like it's just a, a matter of time now. Well, by the way... That's a good question. Yeah, go ahead. How do you keep yourself from being intimidated? When I, when you're bombarded with the targeting all day long in your home, how do you take back your power? You you watch Clint Eastwood movies and get pissed off. <laughs> um, He's yeah. right, yo. You know what you just said it because that's what I was doing for a while. Something inspirational. I don't mean to be so crude. Just uh, it's no, the right. male warrior side of me. I mean, I'm not kidding. If somebody bothers women and children, there's something in me that comes out. 
And I've heard enough stories to break a man's heart from all the TIs in the last five years on these calls. But it, it truly, there are movies you can watch that that give you inspiration and moving, movies to give you understanding. I've actually put together a list of movies that are a lot of, you know, hints if you're paying attention as to what is really happening and why. So I kind of feel like Hollywood's saying here's some of the information, and if you're paying attention, you'll understand it. Watching movies that bring justice really give you a good feeling, and, mm-hmm. and you feel an empowerment that that comes over you and takes away that, you know, just oh, geez, how, how much am I supposed to be able to endure? This just seems hopeless and helpless. I mean, it's it's still hard, and we all have our moments. But uh, anyway, I have put together a list of movies, and I'll pass that on to Skizit and get her to put it in the newsletter. Really Neil, and they even listen to some jokes. I'm sorry. Go have you seen the new Mad Max movie that they made with Charlie Theron? No. Check it out if you can look it up. It's a uh, Mad Max Road of Fury, and it's got Charlie Theron in it. It's the new Mad Max that they made from the old version that Mel Gibson did back in the seventies. That movie is good, and it was unexpectedly good because I was thinking about the old movie. The new version that they did with Charlie Theron is real good, and it shows how you can triumph through adversity and even um, completely mad times and surroundings with human beings. That movie was showed. It was awesome. It was a good movie, and it goes along the, um, the subject matter of kind of what we're talking about, like, building you up inside to deal with adversity. I mean, unusual adversity. Yeah, that was a good movie. <laughs> cool. Okay. Our also, oh, how do you take back your power? power? It's a conscious choice. An inch yeah. at a time. And when yeah. you fall down, you listen to the calls, you build each other up, and you get Ooh. back up enough strength to go again. I oh, sent out a Twitter today to someone. That's what I did. I just, like, I couldn't take it. I was like, no, I sent out a Twitter to someone in housing. <laughs> That's what I did. <laughs> I, t- I took it back. <clears throat> but you know what? I'm out here with y'all. And I'm going through unusual madness myself. Right now, I'm in the basement of my mother's home. I'm not even in my own apartment. I had to come out here to help her out because she's targeted and doesn't know it and doesn't understand what's going on. And will never will because um, um, she is just wired the way she is. And I love her for it. Um, she's a she's first responder, 9-11. And now her body is reflecting all the work she's done for these people over the past 25 years. Both of us have extreme arthritic issues from the targeting and then just being New Yorkers here, having to um, live around that disaster because we were both out there after it happened. So we both took in all of the tritium 
and all of the asbestos that was in lower Manhattan for years. And now um, I just had a bowel movement. I'm bleeding again. And I have to cope with that because I have been bleeding on and off rectally, colorectally from cysts and growths because of my blood being very cystic. My DNA markers on both sides of my family is cancer, cysts, HPV, all of that, all the goodies you get having American Indian blood. And... um. I have this talking in the V2K telling me, we're going to do you in. We're going to do you in every which way, and then we're going to steal her house, and we're going to burn it down and do whatever. And it is completely demonic. And, Neil, you have been holding me up because everything you have been telling about your story, it's it's close to what I'm going through because they want to burn this lady's house down. They want to assume control of the property. And it's all of these people out here in Queens, New York, Donald Trump country. And I'm not against Donald Trump. I'm just very confused at our government right now because Donald Trump is from Queens, New York. And us here in Queens, New York, I got three generations of my family going back to the early 1900s, late 1800s here from Queens and Brooklyn, New York, and they know. And I've had to dig into my eldest history spiritually because they've killed all my elders before they were able to tell me what the hell's been going on with us. You know, so I come out here to listen to all of y'all, because it's the elders that I listen to. I'm only 41 years old, just turned 41. My birthday's on Abraham Lincoln's birthday, so I even have the dates messing with me because I'm born on Abraham Lincoln's birthday on the bicentennial of this country, and they let me know it. Every day. Yeah, you're special, and we want to sacrifice you. But first, we want to take your family down and then do you later. And you know who's been telling me the V2K recently? Merchant Marines. Merchant Marines, because I live on the South Shore here in Brooklyn, New York, Queens, and there's nothing but ports all around us, all the way into Long Island. My grandfather fought in the Korean War. So I got Air Force all in our background messing with us. They fly over this house. Every time I'm out here, the flyovers are impressive. And we already had a plane drop out of the sky here in Rockaway Beach right after 9-11. Flight 587 going to the Dominican Republic from JFK crashed two miles away from my mother's house. So I trust nothing coming through these ports that our New York Senator Chuck Schumer supports and gets money for because my family worked within these ports, especially my mother, and I've had friends that work in those ports. And they don't tell me nothing no more, but they used to tell me certain things, and I will put it together against the things that were happening around here in our ports here in New York City. And I've learned so much from y'all. And my, you know, going on Wikipedia and other sites just to figure out what the hell happened to us after 9-11. Because I was out there. My mother was out there. And we both, our bodies are breaking down, not just from the target and from being out there. And now I'm scared to tell her because i got to go back into this vicious-ass Mount Sinai Medical Center, the same hospital system that killed Joan Rivers. 
and they know what I know because they have been messing with me in this hospital system. They messed with me the last time I was laying on that operating table, letting them go inside me. And I know I have been dealing with this hospital system because it's Beth Israel Medical Center of New York City. And me being a patient at this hospital since 2003, I have watched all the inside grime as a patient. And when you have disabilities and blood issues and you need you need to go to your doctor to stay alive, it's like being powerless to substance abuse. You got to go and get treatment. You got to go. And I got to tell my mother at some point, yeah, I got to go let surgery department look at me again, knowing the hell that they got me flagged all up in there. They got me flagged in CVS Pharmacy. I went up at CVS Pharmacy and they messed with me two weeks ago. And they had the manager call me. They almost had NYPD come to the store because NYPD approached me three blocks after I left the store because of the scene that I caused with them returning all my medication from it telling me that my medication was ready by the time I got to the pharmacy for my prescriptions were put back into stock and were not processed. And when I got to the pharmacy to ask for these prescriptions, they said, well, they weren't filled yet. And that's like, my system's telling me y'all filled them. And then when I look, they tell me, well, you didn't pick them up in two weeks, so we put them back in circulation. You have to process them again. And um, unfortunately, SSTIs, you know, sometimes you can't take it no more. The anger just builds and you be right there in public. And I don't hold it no more because I have my own personal issues dealing with my health. And when I hold the anger in, it just causes a cascade. So, I just started shouting at everybody, shouting at the top of my lungs up under their cameras, and the supervisors were getting nervous. I made all the staff in the store nervous, and I I had to taper it back. But as the supervisor kept coming over to me with his cell phone and then the other clinicians, the, the, the uh, pharmacists in the back, everybody was all next to monitors, hugging monitors, pulling up whatever they pulled up, because see, CVS got a connection directly in the InfraGuard, and they'll pull up your whole dossier right there on their computers if you are somebody that they are looking at closely. And sure enough, she had some of my information on her computer, the, the, the pharmacist in the back, and they're talking to the supervisors, and they're looking at me, and I'm up front ranting, and they're looking back and forth at me and the computer, and they're pointing at me, looking at the computer, and I'm like, yeah, I know, you probably got that InfraGuard side up looking at my picture. Stop fucking with me. And, you know, I couldn't take it no more. And I'm in this pharmacy. I'm looking for the pain management I'm needing. They zapped my whole left side. Me and my mother got sciatic problems so bad. She's got to go to work in the morning. She's got no choice. She's a pensioner still trying to hang on. And, Neil, I listen to what the hell they did to you, and I'm like, I'm not even... 25, 30 miles away from Plum Island. It's right here in the South Shore of New York, right here. All I got to do is get on the LIE or go, to, go down Sunrise Highway, and I'll be right down in the Montauk from where I'm at. And what I've learned over the years being here as a New York resident, and my family from Long Island, they, they accessed all of us from Long Island. I couldn't believe what the hell they've been doing to us. You know, any of y'all on this call, look up the Montauk boys. MK Ultra, but specifically right here in Long Island, New York. 
And they not somewhere my mother right now on her job. She go to work. They right there. And they let me know when I'm on the phone with her, all the perps be around her. Telling me. They be telling me how they want to do her. And, and, and one of y'all on the call just now was talking about how you celebrate holidays on an alternate day. Get this out. Christmas, we went to go see The Matrix for the first time. Christmas Day. We had a great time. It was a beautiful evening. We're driving back from the movie theater. Do you know on Sunrise Highway they sideswiped us? And there was a couple that timed it just right and sideswiped her truck on her driver's side right after we came from seeing The Matrix. And they tell me this all the time. This is what they want to do. They try. They want to set up a crash scenario to get her her to get this property. And, and, and I don't know what to do. All I can do is just keep praying and praying every day because I love her. And I know they have tried. We have been in three car accidents together. They have set up scenarios since I was a child trying to get us hurt together as a family. You know, and she has to drive 50 miles a day. And I, I pray. I pray with y'all every day as you listen to me right now because I'm praying over my parents, knowing that she's not listening to me. She can't because her brain is closed, and there's nothing I can do about it except you know, just try to guide myself around this awful-ass world and pray to God that she stay alive long enough until the Lord take her home when she's supposed to go, not when these perps going to take her. You know, so right now, I, I maybe it's me calling out for help. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just sitting up here just, you know, doing what the Lord has me doing right now at this moment because, you know, I'm, I'm a real loving son. Ain't perfect. I've come back from substance abuse, being a crackhead, being a meth head. I've been clean for over seven years now, ever since 2011, and they know it. To this point, they put a brand-new stove in my apartment last week, and the stove was coated with cocaine. Did you hear what I'm saying? Yeah, I just wanted, when you said seven years, I want, I just said that's great. Go ahead Thank and continue. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so... I have them in my V2K telling me, yeah, we coated that stove with chems. And chems, so the stove they put in Friday evening, I had to run the oven, the gas oven, just to see if it was loaded with chems. And it was the stove off gas so bad. I had to open my apartment door. And I live on the fifth floor of my apartment building. Had to open the apartment door, put the chain on so the door could stay ajar so I can air out the apartment. And I let the oven burn out all the uh, chems that they put in the enamel inside the oven. And you know what it was? It was the smell of cocaine emulating all through my apartment. And then they're telling me, yeah, 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 we got it all hidden in the stove. We going to get you. You know, because their whole idea was being that I've gotten away from the substance abuse. And that's, quote, unquote, the family. Because out here, you know, it's nothing but Rockefeller here in New York. And um, you get away from Rockefeller, they want to do you in. And um, unfortunately, from Brooklyn, New York, it's like one of the underground bank gangs. Come on, John Rockefeller. You know, that's what we run in here in New York, all into Pennsylvania. And I battle these people directly because they're in my face in Brooklyn. They've already killed my aunt in front of her neighbors using her downstairs neighbor. And see, after they murder your family, out a gun and do it publicly where they want a public execution just to let you know 
Yeah, we they tell me in my head through VTK, we're gonna let you know we legit. We legit. You know. And I'm like, whatever, whatever. I already know the battle's been on since my grandmother and my great grandmother. Because they even took out one of my one of my um older uncles in his childhood before I was born. You know, so for some of us that has got the generational targeting, because my targeting is laced with satanic ritual abuse. And, you know, I do what I can because right now the way they're coming at me, they they bringing me the fear machine by telling me how they won't hurt my mother, how they won't hurt my sister. And they see that it's been an effective tool to keep me in a state of fear. Like if she doesn't call me by the time she gets out of desk, like around 9, 930 in the morning, my brain is going nuts because they're giving me V2K telling me, yeah, we just got the trail and we done crash in the home 135. They're taking care of her now. And it's horrible stuff, horrible stuff that they tell me, like, yo, she's in the gurney right now. And then I'm dialing her numbers knowing that they're blocking her number. They did it the other day. They blocked access for me calling her, and I had to reboot the modem. And then the call went through. The same thing that they do to y'all calling and getting in the talk shoe, they do when I'm trying to dial my own voicemail or her cell phone number. Last week, she couldn't dial my house number from her Verizon files number, from her home files line. And that annoyed me so bad because they got the Verizon modem in here, and they mess with it, and they do it at will now because I got the perps next door telling me, yeah, we got the computer, and we able to route all the calls off of her modem anytime we feel like it. We do it with yours too. And this is what they do. You got voice over IP or you using anything other than a landline, they routing your calls all over the place, messing with you, just so you can have some type of mental health incident. And they've gotten me close because, I mean, I'm sitting up there in the house like, oh, my God, oh, my God, please, I hope everything's fine. And then I call her, and she picks up the phone, and she's like, why didn't you get back to me? And I'm like, I'm texting you, Mom, I'm texting you. And she's like, I don't have any texts here from you. Then she finds out that they messed with her phone and they jacked up her text message plan where she can't get any text messages. She had to go buy a brand-new phone last week because of the messing with her cell phone. And this is the third cell phone in under a year. You know, so pray for me, y'all, because I, you know, right now this was so unexpected, you know, me coming out just, like, letting all this go. But I guess after me coming up off the, um, the potty just now, and I'm experiencing this blood again. And I got to keep my head together because I'm here right now helping her out because she could barely walk straight. She's got to get up in her truck and go to work tomorrow, and she do it. I don't know how the hell she do it because the way she's walking right now, she is in so much pain. But she's chained to this house. It's like if she stopped working, she's a year and a half from her Social Security. And it seems that when you're close to your Social Security benefit, they want to slay you. You know, so I guess right now I, I'm just doing what the Lord got me doing, talking to y'all, bearing my soul. And um, every day I've just been praying for help, you know, help with her home, help with my my living at that apartment. And um, I'm walking around New York City with my food because they're coming into my apartment poisoning me through my food. And, and it's sad because how do you go into 
a specialist office when you got a shopping cart full of your perishables and toiletries. It's deep because this is how I walk through New York. I walk around like I'm homeless. And it's kept my health up because when I didn't, when I left the food in the apartment, I would be over here in Queens at my mother's house while they're in my apartment telling me, yeah, we just dosed you up here and we just dosed you up there. And then I would let it go over my head and then a week later, I will find out that they did do it because I'm experiencing symptoms of whatever they poisoned me with. Yeah, so I'm done. I just wanted to let y'all know what's going on because I don't really talk too often. And this weekend has been March Madness, for real. Sorry to hear that, B. It's cool, though. It's cool. Thank you, Neil, for all the stuff you tell us because you, yo, Neil, you've given me. You, Linda. Yeah. Neil's gave even me great suggestions. Because years ago, even though he pulled that information back about the colloidal silver, at the time you told me, it, you told me the right way to take it, which was with the colloidal gold and take a low amount because I was only doing 30 parts per million, and it was just perfect. You know, so thank you for all of that. You know, even the probiotics because I take the PBA too, and that keeps my, my gut on track. I even put my mom on it. Well, you need to put that up the other end, too, D, if you're bleeding. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Yeah. I was told by an owner of a health food store. Uh, he said he beat colon cancer and put it in remission for 10 years, and he said, why do you keep buying that intestinal flora stuff? And he said, do this for a month. <clears throat> put it up both ends. All right. uh, and and what it is is that the good bacteria, some of it's not making it far enough into your intestinal tract and your lower tract because the hydrochloric acid kills it. And so he mm. said you do this for a month, and then after that you buy something called F as in Frank, O, S as in Sam. And that is a food that feeds the good bacteria. That's OS, FOS. That's European. Is it a European food? Uh, I'm not sure what it is. I don't remember what it stands for. All right, because it sounds familiar. Now, no, I'll look at the store. Get at the health food store. All right, I'll look for it. So welcome, Ooh. Illinois. How are you? Okay. Anybody else wants to be unmuted, just hit star eight on your phone and I'll unmute you. How do you keep your faith? You don't always. Um, some, sometimes you're dropped to your knees and and that's part of it but you know I had a wise old friend that was like a second mother to me and and she saw me go through some of this suffering before she died with uh, B-cell lymphoma I was actually holding her hand when she died laying in bed and anyway she said when you're suffering like this, if you just accept it and you sit with it as an experience, you'll move through it faster than if you fight it. 
and mm. and so then the contrast. I mean, I was to to you know try to not be graphic, but four days ago I was peeing pure blood into the toilet, mm. and and as a man, uh, that's a real shock. I mean, you watch it yeah. come out and it's yellow and it's normal, and then all of a sudden this happens and. Uh, it's happened off and on for probably a year, really drops you to your knees, you know, and you just start thinking of uh, what you still want to do in your life and are you going to live. And I'm in no position to go to a hospital or a doctor or take any of their pills or anything. They would kill me in a second to shut me up. Mm -hmm. I'm on my own, and I've been through Lyme disease, and so... I've had to learn a lot about ways to heal myself. I have a frequency generator called the Rife Machine mm-hmm. that kills many kinds of parasites. But uh, it's going through the contrast of it that makes you happy when you see something that's put you under major duress stop. And then you find yourself appreciating a blue sky or a nice day or or having some good food, making yourself a good meal, or, or or somebody actually looking at you and smiling in the grocery store. Yeah. I mean, I've been in Florida for six years. I have no friends. I'm a musician. I have no band. I go out and play in open mics once in a while when, when I see where they're happening. But, uh, you know, for the most part, my own mother said, if I'd been through what you'd been through, I, I would have given up a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So it really is unspeakable. We really are not equipped to deal with this. So we're actually going into the realm of, of superhuman, for for lack of a better label. But, I mean, sometimes you do lose your faith that there's any goodness in this world, and then something reminds you that there is. And it's just going through the con- the contrast uh, unfortunately, it is a roller coaster ride, you know, going down into the unspeakably low lows and, and then finding any little higher up thing that happens that you really appreciate it. Things that you look around and people that aren't under this kind of duress uh, don't appreciate. I mean, mm-hmm. what what little we go to a restaurant, which is usually a buffet where we can see our food and put it on our own plate. Mm-hmm. And seeing people just walk over with a plate full of food and throw it in the garbage, um, mm. you would never see me do those kind of things or, or being too lazy to recycle. If there was a nuclear holocaust and it was Friday, I would still put my, my recycling out at the curb just for spite, I swear to God. Mm-hmm. So so you you become, you know, it, it's a self-love kind of a thing. It's to realize something very unnatural and parasitic is happening in these times. It, it's painful. You you do have to acknowledge that we all have an inner child. We've all looked out of our eyes since we were little kids. And unless we look in the mirror, we, we're still looking out those eyes. And we still have some of those playful, childlike memories yeah. uh, left in us. And the other side of that is is the scared little kid that says, you know, this is too hard. Uh, I want my mommy. You know, I want my daddy. I want to be nurtured. Mm -hmm. 
and loved and cared for. And so you really have to acknowledge all of these feelings mm. and just, you you know, fully accept. That's that's really a lot of it to, to say, okay, th- this is how I have to wake up every morning knowing what's happening to me and other people and the threat to the whole human race. But it is happening. What can I do today? And and I'll tell you, sometimes when you do feel helpless and hopeless, if you reach out to another person or another TI and do something kind, it it takes your mind off of it, and and then you'll find things that come back to you, too. What kind of volunteer work would be good? Well, I mean, it depends on what you're interested in. If being around children gives you a good feeling, being around people in a a nursing home kind of a situation, Mm -hmm. there's probably some other people on the call that would answer that question better than me. I mean, you think about what you're drawn to. I'll be 60 in July, and I never had children, and when I see children, sometimes I get tears in my eyes and think how beautiful my children would have been and and how fun it would have been to buy pretty dresses and and ribbons for my little girl and buy a go-kart for my little boy and watch them grow up and guide them through their childhood. So, it, you know, in all honesty, if I had more time, um, I, I would take on being, you know, like a foster parent kind of a person or or taking a kid under my wing and spending a few days a week doing fun things with them. Mm-hmm. So just think about where your interests are. But but there really is something in all the, the pain and suffering of this. It is overwhelming. It, it's too sad. Our inner child is sitting inside our aching heart crying. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes shaking our fist at the sky saying, how dare you let this happen to us? We don't deserve this. We it don't. frightens me to my core, and I don't know how to not be intimidated. Well, I mean, I've shown you some of my soft side, and I've shown you some of my cocky side, and some of my warrior side. I mean, I certainly hope I'm never offensive to people, but it's to show you, it's like a guy that I talked with and, and they were tormenting him so bad and V2King him and he wanted to give up on life and they're telling him all these awful things in his head that they're, they've stolen his soul and he's going to go with the devil and he doesn't have a choice. And, you know, I wrote him the more cocky warrior side of my personality and I said, you got to get some nerve you got to stand up and stand in your own ground. you got to go look in the mirror and see the beauty of the creation of who you are and acknowledge that and say, I love you and I would never do this to you. Mm-hmm. And when hey, you Neil. do that, you're telling every cell in your body. Go ahead. Just I tried to commit suicide twice last year. Well, a lot of people... Then you know what? Bob Marley. That's just one to say this. Bob Marley, get up and stand up for your right. That's all I wanted to say. Hey, let me tell you this story, okay? Mm-hmm. Bob Marley is an activist for, for justice, or, or was. And uh, one night, he was standing by a door 
with his manager, and somebody drove by and they shot him in the side, and they blew his manager's balls off. And there was blood everywhere. I don't know how to say this less graphic. It's truly what happened. And he went in and, you know, did what he had to have done. And I, it was either the, that night or the next night. I think it was the next night uh, he was out doing a concert. And I saw the footage of this concert. It, it made me cry because I saw the conviction of this man for what's right and good. And he was out there, you know, shaking his fist, singing, get up, stand up, stand up for your rights. And you look out at the whole crowd and and all these people are dancing and they're shaking their fists. I mean, in perfect timing. There was so much love and conviction there. And, and that's what it really is. Uh, we're, we're in a watered down version of, of the human experience. And it's very painful. And we really slip into this, what I would call like a black and white TV world where you're accepting this mediocrity that's all around you. And then something in you just stands up and says, I can't do this. Walk out of the house, lock the door, and go somewhere. Do what Luda said. Do different things. And, and write the experiments, you know, the, the experience that you've had to, to feel like throwing in the towel, what that feeling really is and what it was like to go through that, that's on your resume. You've had the experience to be so hopeless and helpless to be dropped to your knees to that point. And, and then you didn't die and you got back up and, and you said, well, I didn't die. I'm still here. This is still awful and scary and miserable. And and you you had the tenacity to stand back up, and you know a lot of people have been there, and and they might just say, well, there must be some reason that I'm still here, and it has to be more than just to be tortured. So my reasoning is that, as I said earlier tonight, if we didn't have all this electronic stuff going on. The human race is headed for destroying this planet and itself anyway. And there is something out there that we can't see that's good, and there's something out there that we can't see that's bad. And some of it we can see, but, but whatever that is on the other side that we can't see that's good, it, it has guidance. I mean, you're, you're talking to a person who paid his insurance for, for homeowners every year, and then I, I built this chemtrail unit, and it was clearing the sky, and the military got angry because it was stopping the relay of these bad signals that they're relaying through the, the metals like aluminum and barium that are in the chemtrail particles. Mm -hmm. uh, from relaying their signals, and so I got very viciously attacked. I spent the money that I had saved to pay my annual insurance bill, and a, a few months later, uh, the day after I went out and bought $300 worth of food for the month at Costco, mm -hmm. uh, my house was burned to the ground. Mm -hmm. And I was standing there with nothing but the clothes I was wearing, no money, no wallet, no debit card, nothing. 
And uh, as right before the firemen left, uh, you know, I had mentioned, I said, I, I really need to find my keys. They were somewhere around over there. And it's the keys to an old 72 Winnebago that I had. And I said, you know, I'm going to have to live in that because I don't have a house. Mm-hmm. And I spent two and a half years living in that motorhome. And there was mornings, you know, I was up in the mountains in Northern California in the snow. And there was mornings where the heater was up on high and it got up to 26 degrees with the heater on high. So I really suffered and froze my butt off and, and it was hard. And they were still attacking me viciously. Well, it, it does something to you to go through these unspeakable things uh, that, you know, maybe you've had some hardship in your life off and on, but, but never anything so unspeakable as this is and it, it it does something to you that you you reach this breaking point where where you're not afraid anymore i mean you're going to hear more people on these calls that that will speak up and say yeah i've reached a point where i'm really just not afraid hey neil yeah can you say something real quick because after what you just said, I'm I'm clenching back tears because of the you know your story, your your um my mom's age. My mom just turned she's turning sixty one next month. All right, um, I'm in the basement right now where we had six feet of water in this basement from Hurricane Sandy. And she spent the winter, the next winter, with no boiler. And I stood right here with her. I stood out here where there was nothing. The community had no power. The grid was down. The beach met the bay. And um, when they allowed the buses, the bus service to come in from the mainland, I was on one of the first set of buses to come out here and help out, even with my broke-down body. Because, you know, I'm not afraid to talk about it. I have AIDS, and I have been HIV positive since age 19, and I got it when I was 16 because they targeted me with a gentleman to give it to me, you know, and I didn't know that because I'm a young 16-year-old dumb kid you know, running around trying to escape the targeting, the lifelong targeting here in this house and here in New York City. Then um, I'm clenching a tear back because before Hurricane Sandy, they tried to burn this house down. And I'm in the very area where they started the fire because they used the appliances and the power lines in the house and started a fire. The same way they did with my stove last week, and now I'm clenching these tears because I'm a guy. We go to Costco too, and they did me right after I came back from Costco with my shopping cart full of groceries. They broke the fucking stove. Excuse me. They broke the gas stove, and then the V2 came a bitch upstairs and stomping on the floor, saying, "Yeah, I got my boy in the war with the snake, and we burning the lines now." And she wasn't lying. They burnt the thermometer on the stove and left the stove inoperable. All I had was the burners up top. And I just bought all this frozen food. And I'm saying to myself, like, 
Then you got to get out of this apartment. And then the Lord is telling me, no, you're going to stay right here because you got a condition, and they know you got a condition. They want you homeless so they can kill you. You have AIDS. You're in AIDS housing. And for me, being in AIDS housing, I watch what they did to the AIDS community since I was a young man. We watched them die, and they killed them right here in St. Vincent's Medical Center, which was my hospital center where I got my adolescent infectious disease clinical help. And that was the Trauma One hospital that served the World Trade Center after they took the towers down. Do you know St. Vincent's Medical Center is no more here in New York City? They tore it down, and they built a condo in front of St. Vincent Square, Greenwich Village. And I haven't been out in that area since because it's a heartbreak to know what they've done. They have systematically, in New York, have been taken down every vestige of um, I could say, like, uh, uh, proof that what they did downtown was a total lie that there was really nuclear activity downtown because the people are dying. We just lost two more first responders this past week. And um, they're dying. They're dying right and loud. And it has me in such horror in my head that I have no choice to give to the Lord because my reach okay and my targeting, they target me through this lady, my beloved mom. And they keep telling me, yo, we're going to do her. We're going to do her and get the house and get everything and smash your brain. And then after that, we're going to make you a terrorist. Then we'll have it all up in the media that he flipped out and set off a whole bunch of junk because his mom died, right? And play it like that. Now they'll run this whole scenario with B2K in my head because I'm sitting on Drudge Report all day. I'm on all the media websites like our local Daily News, New York Times, and, the, you know, the U.K. Daily Mail. And you sit on those sites all day long, yeah. They see me a lot of good junk in my head to have me like in complete paranoia. So I'm praying every day, moment by moment, even for you, Neil, because even after you told me how they mess with you with Lyme disease, and then like right after I learned that we got in this yard out here, so I'm in I'm in Rockway Beach, Queens. You know, um, they have put Kim's in the yard with hypodermic needles, especially for me to catch the needles because they want me to get pricked up. And, um, you know, systematically messing around with everything around you. You know, so uh, um, thank you for more of your story, dude, because you telling your story, like being out there, I mean, you probably sound like you was in the Sierras or something. That type of cold, that's what we had right here on the beach. And she ain't had no heat. We had maybe the electric. She had got a, a, a five, I think it was like um 1,500 wattage electric heater, and it ran the electric bill over $600 just for her to keep the living room warm. And like you, she barely got it to like 32 degrees. It was disgusting. And she had to pay PSENG 
all that money, and everybody out here on the peninsula had to pay the electric company horrible amounts of money because they were using electricity to heat their homes from no boilers. You know, so, yeah, it's a horror show, horror show. And you know, she got through it. I don't know how she did, but she got through it, and I kept praying and praying and just saying, you know what, give it to the Lord the best way you can. Back in the day, I never was the spiritual. I was on drugs. And for me to stay clean, I had to give it to him. I had to. Even even when the church was talking to me. The church was talking to me so bad that one day I came to church and NYPD was in a parking lot breaking up a huge fight amongst the church members because the devil was in that church so bad that the church members was fighting on Sunday morning that the cops had to come and break them up. And that's when I know got to walk from the church and find the Lord within you. And hear me, because I'm be sounding like I'm some preacher or something, because they really be at me with some demonic, we're going to do you in and then make you responsible for it. And tell me all day long this, like, they, you know, oh, man, I could go on and on, really, because, you know, I was on Project Safe Horizons with the 9-11 fund, and she's on as a drug act, and they won't leave us alone. No you know, so pray for me, y'all, for real. I'm going to let somebody else talk. i just like to say to the lady about fear. Hun, I go in and out of fear. She's been asking for some um, feedback on that. But little by little by little, it, it things get clarified, and that helps stop the confusion. And when I'm un- less confused, then my fear seems to dwindle away. It's kind of a natural process of just knowing more what you're dealing with. And also, hopefully, you can get that CD soon, and that will help you tremendously. Yeah, mm-hmm. I haven't had here. that. Who's yeah, that talking? Let, let me say that. This is Linda. This is Linda. Oh, I just Linda. Wanna, Hi, I'm, Linda, sweetie. Yeah. Hi, hon. I just want to get this out to this lady. Um, this Darlene. Hi, Darlene. When I wake up in the morning, and I I listen to this this all night long, this CD, and sometimes I, after I wake up and I can hear them starting to try to get in my tinnitus going again, I just put that back on my head and listen And because the tinnitus does come with fear. Um, mm-hmm. That seems to, to come with it. Um, blocking them out really does help that fear. It really mm-hmm. can help you. And I know that fear. And it, it, it's just, it rocks you. I know that. And there is help. I feel suicidal, and I'm I'm really yeah. afraid. Honey, I I've done the same thing. I thought, you know, man, I really need this. I've done-